Thank you for joining us here today, this Wednesday, Odin's Day, August 24th, 2022. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for joining us live later on in the Archives, BitChute, Rumble, VK, a uh, number of the other places that we go out on. We appreciate you uh, joining us. Uh, jam-packed show today. A lot of things to talk about. We're going to talk about the uh, Fauci. He's, <coughs> he's trying to scurry off here now. I guess they're shifting blame. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, very strange maneuvers around the COVID stuff and look like they're deflecting and want to try to you know, claim that we, uh, we, we, no, we didn't, we didn't do any of it. In fact, we didn't push the vaccine. We didn't do the lockdowns. Nothing happened. <laughs> In fact, but, but let's take the money and let's just get out of here real damn quick before someone tries to hold us accountable. So very strange, bizarre, uh, COVID, uh, measures messaging here. We'll get to that in a moment. Then of course, Biden has, uh, seemingly canceled, uh, student loans. What up to $10,000. We'll talk about how dumb that is and ridiculous that is and how it will help uh, nothing for those who uh, <clears throat> actually might even need it. But uh, it's, it's just, uh, it's just, look, we'll get into it. Uh, Ukraine is receiving an additional $3 billion as well. Uh, of course, what a, what, a, what a good time to pour more money down that drain. Uh, we'll try to, I guess, we'll, we'll show you what the army is saying about it, what uh, Biden is saying about it, and then also why it's so important for them to uh, arm Ukraine and give them all this money. It's very strange, very, very strange, to be honest. We got some hit pieces over the, uh, we, we missed, I think it was maybe Monday that was out. Uh, we did the weekend show here, uh, as usual, of course, over the weekend. Check that out if you didn't see it yet. We talked there about uh, Dugan's uh, daughter being uh, targeted. Well, it was actually Dugan, Alexander Dugan, that was targeted uh, in Russia with a car bomb, but uh, apparently... He switched cars last minute, and so it was his daughter that ended up dying in that uh, car bomb. 
attack. Uh, so we went through that there. So I'm not going to dwell on that here today. So check out the latest Week in Warrior show if you want to look at that. But uh, we had a big piece in Reuters attacking BitChute and Odyssey. Interesting uh, timing on this. Uh, basically, the uh, the uh, they, they're never going to stop to try to shut down content that they do not like. It doesn't matter if you create your own platforms. It doesn't matter if you're kind of out of the way of the mainstream and stuff. As long as it exists on the internet, these people are uh, very uncomfortable. Now, of course, it doesn't help, uh, if you will, that uh, viewing-wise, if you could, if you take these platforms kind of together, uh, they're beating a lot of the mainstream media. So that, that's, of course, why they're shitting their pants over this. So we'll talk about that. Uh, and I think uh, we'll see what we have time for a little bit later. Have some random, <laughs> random stuff, both from Canada, from the U.S., uh, from Denmark and other, other places as well. But... If you want to join us today, ladies and gentlemen, entropystream.live slash TV. Uh, that's a good uh, super chat option. And we also have Rumble and Odyssey open as well. So we'll keep an eye on that throughout the stream here. Uh, but otherwise, I think we should uh, just get on uh, into it. So Fauci is uh, have uh, announced here that he's going to uh, be resigning come uh, December. Uh, Anthony Fauci, Biden's chief medical advisor during the COVID pandemic, to step down in December. Uh, President Biden, HHS secretary, applaud Fauci and his, his his incredible career. Remember, he's been around, you know, ever, ever since the running around in gay bathhouses in the 70s. It was a, maybe 80s. Uh, he has been one of the top paid. He is the top paid federal employee uh, of the United States government. And he has had his finger in a lot of disease pies over the years, uh, not the least the AIDS. Some would call it the AIDS hoax. I uh, I do not rule that, rule that out. In fact, we've done shows on that in the past, and it looks like that side is, is very... Uh, um, seems more or less to be correct in much of their assessment. But remember, he pushed uh, bullshit uh, medications such as PTZ. Was it PTZ? Uh, ATZ. I think ATZ was called. Uh, back then, and even one of the uh, ladies were involved during this latest round, the COVID scam. Uh, Burks was was part of this too, and even the cancer effort, these people have been involved in and stuff like that. Um, so anyway, he's going to move on, I guess, to his next chapter here now. Let's see what it says about it here. Uh, Anthony Fauci, the top U.S. infectious disease expert who rocketed to unexpected fame during the pandemic, will step down at the end of the year. Fauci, President Joe Biden's chief medical advisor will wrap up a storied career in which he, that's very nice of them there, uh, in which he advised seven presidents. Instead of retiring, he's leaving his government post to pursue the next chapter of my career. So I guess he's going to try to milk out even more money at the top of some uh, big pharma company. I'm just guessing. Uh, anyway, he said that Monday, so he's leaving the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Uh, Fauci has served as a director of the NIAID since 1984, overseeing a $6.3 billion institute that's only second in size to the Cancer Institute. Now, they were involved in that, too. I forget what that group was called. It was Burks heading it up, and Fauci uh, was part of it. It was a number of other people during the pandemic that was part of that, too. It's uh, pretty crazy that they got away with this stuff, uh, to be honest. Um, but they, I think it was George W. Bush that helped to set that up. I forget what the name is. Chat has it. You can remind me of it. But, uh, yeah, they had a, a cancer, like Stop Cancer. There was some abbreviations, some name they had. Uh, but, anyway, tons of money funneled through these groups. And it's just been one huge uh, corrupt uh, racket, essentially. 
since that point. It has an extensive research portfolio. I guess it's talking about NIAID uh, spanning infectious diseases such as HIV, again, the big hoax, tuberculosis, malaria, Ebola, and Zika. He first joined the agency in 1968 as a clinical associate. Uh, Fauci said he plans to use what he learned at this uh, horrible, corrupt institu- uh, you know, agency to continue to advance science and public health and to inspire and mentor the next generation of scientific hoaxers. I mean, I'm sorry, leaders as they help prepare the world to face future infectious disease threats. The NIH did not name a successor. All right, we'll see who can step into that role. So, and then uh, Collins stepped, Francis Collins stepped down, right? We have a lot of people around this that uh, uh, even internally in Pfizer, uh, in, was it CDC that lost a number of people? It was the FDA, I think it was, right? They've lost a lot of people, and a lot of people have been... uh, Maybe less outspoken, but kind of evidence of them leaving these agencies kind of suggests that uh, either someone knows something is coming, maybe a little review of this stuff, or maybe if the uh, Republicans uh, win, I don't know, what the House, is, is that the only thing they would have to win? I'm not sure, the, the Senate too, maybe. Uh, but they're talking about basically doing a kind of an audit of this, these groups and see how they handle the pandemic and stuff like that. And so something is brewing here. And uh, let's take a look at a couple of clips where Fauci tried to gaslight everyone in uh, to, in a standard fashion that uh, basically the lockdowns and stuff, it was, wasn't really me doing that. I wasn't really the head of that. It was just, pr- these were just proposals to, we, we were so concerned wanting to do the best thing for people and uh, it wasn't really me. I was just handing off a couple of suggestions, okay? Looking back at some of those decisions, including masks, you were first opposed to them, then you embraced them, uh, the severity of, of the epidemic itself and completely shutting down uh, virtually the entire American economy. Do you regret particularly the last one, the shutdown, the sweeping shutdown that some yeah. said made things worse? <laughs> Some say no, I, I, I don't, uh, Neil. And in fact, I think we need to make sure that your listeners understand I, that I had nothing to do with all of that. I didn't shut down anything. That's right. I didn't shut down anything. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I didn't do nothing, Fauci. There was a lot of consideration among the White House task force that we were reaching a point where the hospitals, such as in New York City and other places, we're being strained to the point. Yeah, but then there was no one in there. Remember that footage early on in the pandemic? Like, no one was in there, hardly. They had all these, ve- you know, cooling uh, trailers outside to handle all the bodies and stuff. And it was like, no one in these hospitals? Great. Of practically being overwhelmed. And when Dr. Burks and I came with the proposal that we take 15 days to essentially get to the point where we slow, if not shut some things down, not completely. And the record will show, Neil, that we didn't recommend shutting everything down. We wanted to cause a pause to remember the terminology to flatten the curve. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Two weeks to flatten the That's That was all we proposed. Just push the pause button for 15 days. That's, that's all we're asking for. Now, of course, uh, a faked election later, right? A, a ruined uh, West later. Yeah, I, I 
really didn't have any hands uh, in that pie whatsoever. In retrospect, doctor, did do you regret we... that it went too far? Whatever your original intentions were, and it's easy to be a Monday morning quarterback here, but that it went too far, that particularly for kids uh, who, who couldn't go to school except remotely, that it's forever damaged right. them. And remember, all the speech impediments as a consequence of this, right? All the speech therapists that uh, have also gone along with this, to be honest. Very few have spoken out about this. But yeah, the kids, the lockdowns, let's not even speak about the vaccination campaign in and of itself, which been an utter crime against all of us. And uh, But no, this is the deflection now. It's just, I, no, it was, we just proposed to pause things for 15 days and after that point, it was really just an, a, everyone else's responsibility. Well, I don't think it's forever irreparably damaged anyone, but I think obviously, and you, if you go back... Yeah, as that of the uh, Fauci, a little fuck, ask that of people who died after the vaccination campaigns, or how about those who died of suicide uh, during the lockdowns, or the mental illness, or people who uh, have struggled, they couldn't see their, their, their dying parents or uh, loved ones you know it's just this is unbelievable how these liars and scum can sit in hindsight and just try to deflect away and claim that they had no part in any of this when everyone clearly looked to Fauci as the senior uh, the one with seniority in this kind of question both with the lockdowns and then the vaccinations and what to do and all these new crazy ideas that we've never had before uh, during an infectious disease people selectively kneel pull things out about me. I was also one of the people that said, we've got to do everything we can to get the children back in school. Oh, Go yeah, back sure. to some of the clips. That's 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 really what was he was known for. He was really the guy known for pushing to get kids back in school, certainly. That you and I had on your own show when I've said that, that it's very important that we protect the children from the uh, collateral effects of keeping them out of school. Go to the record. I have said that so many times. So if we had something, God forbid, like this again, doctor, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, that. Uh, and- anyway, they go on. They go on from there. And they know that there is more coming because these are the people that are planning it, right? We've talked about that many times. And then, what happened then? Then CDC's own Rochelle Walensky also went on. I believe this is the very same show. He managed to get both of them there. And she's also talking. Well, it was. Um, we had imperfect data at the time. That's why all of this happened. Director, do you think the lockdowns went too far? You know, um, many of those lockdowns predated me at the CDC. Here is what I can... I, was, I wasn't even there. <laughs> I wasn't even around for any of it. I, but when I took over... I, I fought tooth and nail to, to end the lockdowns and all these restrictions. Sure, Walensky. I can tell you, since my time at the CDC and watching it even beforehand, and that is there were important decisions that we had to make in imperfect time with imperfect data. And we always updated those decisions as those data were evolving. As we got more data, we had more information by which we could make better decisions. So I don't necessarily want to revisit um, the the question of lockdowns that predated me. But I want to. Re- I don't want to revisit that. It's nothing to do with my responsibility to try to kind of fight back against that or say this is a very bad idea. And when I came in, 
I did everything I could to change uh, the uh, the, co the course that the country or the world really at that point had taken. <laughs> no, no, no. Totally trustworthy Rochelle Walensky. What I will say is we have updated our guidance in the context of new information. And sometimes we have to make a decision before we have all the information that we want. So we, basically what she's saying is they were just winging it. They had they fl were flying in the dark. They had no fucking clue <laughs> about what they were doing. And we were just kind of testing it out as we went. I mean, remember we talked about the lockdowns that it actually originated with a daughter of a researcher at the Sandia Laboratories, one of the nuclear research facilities in, uh, where's that, New Mexico. And she was basically doing computer simulations uh, on a small, uh, like a supercomputer simulation on a small town. What would happen if you actually locked down? It's a crazy story. And basically we're in the hands of like, I don't know what, how old she was, 15, 16, 17 years old, this girl or something like that. Uh, and they picked up that and, and they ran with that. I've said to our agency, not making a decision is a decision in and of itself. Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> so deflect, 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 backpedal, try to pretend that they had nothing to do with it. Oh, it wasn't really, it wasn't really our fault. Now we're going to take the money and we're going to run. And speaking of money, holy crap, this guy. Fauci's retirement pension will pay him more than Biden's annual salary. Fauci is currently the highest paid federal employee in the United States. A nonprofit transparency group is estimating that the first year of Dr. Anthony Fauci's pension will amount to over $400,000 and top the annual salary that the president of the United States brings in. A salary, uh, yes, a salary analysis conducted by Open the Books concluded that Fauci's first-year pension payout will total 414,000 U.S. dollars. That's uh, taxpayers' dollars, which is more than the 400,000 brought in by the president. The uh, Fauci's recent, recently suggested that he will retire at the end of President Biden's first term, at which point he will have turned 85 years old and served as a federal employee for 59 years. He's a multimillionaire, this guy. And then what was it? The wife was the, uh, what was it that the wife was doing again? Oh, I forgot. Sometimes she was like part of approving medicines or something like that, to that effect anyway. Open the books, analyzed Fauci's salary, which is currently 480000 per year, but is expected to shoot to 530000 by 2024 and factored in conservative pay bumps and annuities based on previous year estimate uh, his pension. Open the books reported last year that Fauci is the highest paid federal employee in the U.S. and earns more than the president, every general in the military and the country's other 4.3 million federal employees. That's a shit ton of federal employees. They're about to get uh, an additional 80,000 uh, from the I joining the IRS soon, too. That's going to be great. Dr. Fauci has been the highest paid federal employee for years. And now we know that even in retirement, his pay will be history making. Open the Books founder and CEO Adam Andrzejewski told Fox News Digital in a statement with the flexibility to spend. Thank you. Are you refreshing that on me? Uh, with the flexibility to spend his days as he wishes, Fauci will rake in more than the leader of the free world. Great uh, term there, buddy. Shut up, folks. Uh, there's, yeah, because look at how free it's been and is. There's seemingly no limit to the money taxpayers will have to spend on him in perpetuity. Insane. Absolutely fucking insane. I can't believe it. So... Now they're backpedaling, and it looks like they're going to try to blame Trump and uh, the Trump White House on this, which, of course, they're not 
at all blameless. Uh, we one of our main criticisms of the guy when this all of this happened was that he had just joined up with all these corrupt people during the pandemic. They tried to sell the, the vax as some kind of uh, you know cure all, and and it was going to help everybody. And this is the the great fix. Wasn't Trump still like pitched that on his? Uh, uh, speeches and and uh, events, his rallies, or, or has he dropped that now? I haven't been paying attention to that. Trump White House expert, uh, sorry, uh, White House exerted pressure on FDA for COVID nineteen emergency use authorizations. House report finds so this is this weird like the Democrat is just going to try to blame Trump and the Republicans for what po- probably is coming. There's going to be an audit, a review, an investigation, hopefully all of it, to see what actually happened, who approved this. All these things, right? And of course, Trump, as I said, is definitely not blameless on this, but it's very interesting how they're shifting this now. The report by House Democrats examining the pandemic says Trump officials sought vaccine approvals to sway voters before the 2020 election. Hmm, yeah. I'm not sure. The Trump administration pressured the FDA, including former FDA Commissioner Stephen Hahn, to authorize unproven treatments for COVID-19 and the first COVID-19 vaccines on an accelerated timeline, what was called Operation Warp Speed, wasn't it? And of course, military was involved in that. Then research came out consequently that there's been, um, was it NIH-owned patents for these mRNA technologies together with Moderna? They had been working on this for years. It was like everything was brewing behind the scenes. And then finally, from their point of view, when the COVID-19 fraud hit, then they could roll this out and say, look, it's a miracle. Six months. We we made it. We've saved the day, you know. But the point is that the Republicans didn't do anything. It was a handful of people, maybe. They were skeptical. They spoke up against it. But Trump pushed it and stuff. So I'm not surprised about that. But at the same time, this is a whole network on the back end in these groups and agencies and institutions, uh, part of big pharma and the swing door kind of revolving door politics, right? You go from high high political positions over to sitting on the board or running from big pharmaceutical companies and then back into politics again. It's much more complicated than just blaming, oh, it was just the Republicans and the Republicans saying, oh, it was just the Democrats. It's the usual circus around this. But it is interesting, nonetheless, noteworthy that they're trying to shift blame and they're trying to just blame the other guy to get away from probably what is coming down the pike. I hope it's coming. Someone has to be held accountable for this. People at the very least need to go to jail for this. Okay, (laughs) like that's that's the the base minimum. Anyway, say here... um, Senior Trump administration officials fought for the reauthorization of hydroxychloroquine, a drug normally used to treat malaria and lupus. Was that? I'm not sure if that was was that was it any success with that? Was it any good? I just know that as soon as the mainstream fights against something, you usually like, oh, it's probably probably because it's good then. But I I really don't know. Um, after the FDA revoked its emergency clearance of the drug. Because data showed it was ineffective against COVID-19. Yeah, what well, was the vaccine, the data we have on that then? <laughs> and could lead to potential dangerous side effects, the report found. The Democrats' investigation also documents potential influence from former White House officials regarding the FDA's decision to authorize convalescent plasma. Is that the, uh, what do they call that, the... Uh, 
uh, oh man, what was that called again? Yeah, they they infuse it, monoclonal antibodies, is that what that is? And the White House attempts to block the FDA from collecting additional safety data on COVID-19 vaccines in order to get them to the public before the 2020 presidential election. The select subcommittee find findings that Trump White House officials deliberately and repeatedly sought to bend FDA's scientific work on. They were more than happy to do this themselves. Look, I'm sure there was some pressure. And again, Trump is not blameless here. Neither is his administration. But again, just to just to pin this only on, on them, that it was them like the main driver behind it. I actually think the reverse, the roles were reversed here. It was the institutionalized like big pharma medical uh, governmental establishment that were push, pushing this hard and saying, this is the fix, this is your solution, go ahead with this, Trump, let's run it as a military program, let's get it done fast, blah, blah, blah. Uh, on the other side, the way he's been trying to sell the vaccine, uh, of course, makes him you know, 100% roped up into that as well. Um, which reminds me of, uh, actually, Fau- uh, no, not Fauci, uh, DeSantis said this what was it yesterday or maybe even today regarding fauci listen to uh, listen to this here and i'm just sick of seeing him i know he says he's going to retire someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the potomac you know based desantis right but remember what he said about the vaccine listen to this this is back in 20 2020, I think, here. Um, so here's, I think, the, the most important thing with the data. If you are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, the chance of you getting seriously ill or dying from COVID is effectively zero. If you look at the people that are being admitted to hospitals, uh, over 95% of them are either not fully vaccinated or not vaccinated at all. And so these vaccines are saving lives they are reducing mortality mortality in nursing homes since we rolled out the vaccines in december is down over 95 percent due to covid mortality the, the people die who took it so you can take them out of statistics is that for works? elderly people since we rolled out the vaccines is down nearly 90 percent and so we're proud in florida that we put seniors first on that because they were the most vulnerable we have 80. We uh, we killed them with the vax first. All right, gotcha, DeSantis. Five percent of our seniors that are vaccinated, and about 75 percent of folks over the age of 50. We have no mandate. We've provided information to people, um, and and we've uh, been very honest about any data that that comes out. And I can tell you that if you look, uh, you are seeing people that are vaccinated for whatever reason. Some I think can test positive if you're vaccinated. Yeah, it's amazing how that works. I know. Look, I know that that was early in the process, but the, a lot of these people have consequently changed their tune when it came fashionable to do so, and they've just said, "Oh, you know, now it's now it's bad. Now when everyone's now it's, when it's you know somewhat popular, at least on the Republican side, the conservative side, right? It's not fashionable to push the vax." And uh, then these people have flipped and turned their coats in the in that direction instead, and think they're going to put you know gain points from that. The point is, every single one of these scumbag politicians have pushed this from day one. Look, DeSantis is much better on some issues, of course, than some of the lunatic liberal Democrats. I'll, I'll give him that. But many on the many of the issues that where it really matters and really comes down to it as well. Uh, he's not been a, much different, right? There's a lot of posturing and, and just like you know, <laughs> try, trying to look good in the eyes of uh, of other people, right? 
But check this out. <clears throat> Can we get a, an investigation into the uh, contributions here to the to the vaccine? Can we can we get some people uh, you know looking into this? Could be, would that be if there, if there are now some kind of vaccine? Um, I don't know what we'd call it. Yeah, I guess investigation. We can let's use that word. It's okay. We just investigate. What about the vaccine? Who was who was responsible for it? How did it come, <laughs> how did it come around? Who uh, who pushed for this the most? <laughs> and then we can have a, a a a a genuine, honest, and open conversation about this, right? From the Albert uh, Borlas to the Stefan Bansell, of course, they've won prizes for, to this. Uh, to Michael Dolston, he actually worked uh, at um, I think AstraZeneca in Sweden for a while. This guy, right? Uh, anyway, so that is, uh, I'm not sure we're, we're going to see that, to be honest, uh, that level of investigation, but that would, of course, been uh, very fascinating if we could go uh, go to that <laughs> to that length and actually find out if we're going to blame someone. Who do we, do we blame the scientists? Do we blame the big pharma moneymakers in the back end or both, maybe? Do we blame the politicians that have been involved in pushing it? Uh, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see if they actually dig deep and try to do some kind of thorough, actually, pro I doubt it, to be honest. But uh, that's what this seems to kind of suggest, that basically the ship is sinking and all the rats are scurrying and running away. And, and, and no one wants to take credit now for seemingly, you know, save the world after the vaccine rollout. Uh, and I hope that we can have people actually held uh, accountable and responsible when this is said and done, but I do doubt it. Might do doubt it. It might just be more uh, kind of theater, really. Uh, it, again, it's what usually happens is the rhetoric is all fancy and good. Well, before you know something like the midterms or a, a presidential election or something like that. But then when um, you know whatever side rolls around, they back out and I, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna put anybody in jail. Hillary's fine. You know, nothing's gonna happen without. This is usually how it goes, right? This is kind of an interesting story, too, speaking of uh, COVID. <laughs> you can put this in. Make of this what you will. Uh, this is Times of Israel here. Uh, to save Jews and keep Nazis away, uh, these doctors invented a fake infectious disease. Stephen, Stephen Edwards, director of the new documentary Syndrome K, narrated by, narrated by Ray Liotta, didn't he pass away recently here, talks about uncovering a piece of history he calls the greatest elevator pitch in Hollywood. Wait a minute, Hollywood? Okay. Um, how the subject of his new documentary, Syndrome K, has largely escaped public attention is a mystery to filmmaker Stephen Edwards. It is the greatest elevator pitch in Hollywood, he said. The story of three doctors, one of them Jewish, practicing with a fake identity that fooled the SS with a fake disease that saved Jews from certain deportation. Syndrome K, which hits digital and VOD platforms on Tuesday after some Jewish film festival showings, tells the little-known surefire story. How three doctors at a hospital in Rome shielded a group of Jews from the Nazis in 1943 and 1944 by inventing a fake infectious disease called Syndrome K. The prospect of catching the disease kept the Nazis, who were occupying Rome following the fall of Mussolini, away from the hospital. The Jews were hung on... Tr uh, on well, no, that's... <laughs> the Jews there hung on until the Allies liberated the city in June of 1944. Is this more... Uh, What's the term? Embellishment? Is this more uh, exaggerations or is this, did this actually uh, actually happen, considering that it's, it is already 
in and of itself and exaggeration. Uh, maybe it actually did happen. And uh, look, we're not going to have time to look at this here today, but uh, in case you haven't seen the uh, the paper collection or the uh, yeah the newspaper collection. Hi, he has um, 10 newspapers. Listen to this here. Where these Jews are pushing this 6 million figure between the years of 1915 and 1938. The first newspaper is... The Sun of New York. New York, June the 6th, 1915. That is The Sun. It's the first page of the fifth section that I want. There we go. The sun, it's a bit ripped along there, it's all come off a bit. The fifth section is the front page. And the article is called Horrors Worse Than Kishinev Charged Against Russia Today. And there's the big article, takes up most of the page. So go in, yeah. Go. Since the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem, the Jewish people have had no darker page in their history than that which the Russian government is writing today. Six million Jews, one half of the Jewish people throughout the world, are being persecuted, hounded, humiliated, tortured, starved. Thousands of them have been slaughtered. Hundreds of thousands of Jews, old men, women and children, are being driven mercilessly from town to town. There it is, people. Six million Jews. So yes, apparently this is a 20-minute uh, long video here. I think we, I think there is a like a short version where they kind of like just sped up and they take each each paper. Uh, but yes, apparently it goes from 1915 up to 1938 that supposedly shows this number, 6 million, on just a number of, of uh, you know, uh, occasions in these papers. I forget how many papers there are. Maybe someone remember. Let me see if I can speed this up here a little bit. Now, he's very in-depth. He looks at the day. He looks at the title. He reads part of the article and stuff. But there's like one that's like uh, sped up and really, really quick. But check out the video if you haven't. And, and part of why I want to show that as well is of course to, I think history as we know it is usually, it probably consists of more fakery and propaganda than it is honest history, right? And 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 it can be applied to anything out there and always just kind of keep that in mind. And I know for this video, it's been a kind of a shocker to a lot of people like, wait a minute, you're saying from 1915? And I think consequently, someone find uh, even uh, papers even further back, 18. 98 or something. I think there's like an updated version to this. But anyway, check out that whole uh, clip. It's a, it's it is on BitChute, and we'll talk about them later. Maybe it's on Odyssey. I haven't checked that, but you can see them see it on BitChute. I think there is like one version on YouTube or a couple, and some of them are limited and stuff like that. But anyway, fascinating, right? So just keep that in mind. Usually, it's more uh, lies and deceit and propaganda than it is actual actual history. So you got to always take stuff with a grain of salt. Uh, and always, you know, look at things critically and never just, you know, take it at face value. And in some cases, of course, that includes, you know, the, the very the conspiracies themselves also. Right. Um, but uh, the, the, the issue is here, though, we should be able to uh, on our own terms, uh, critically be able to look at any history 
re-examine that and look at it again and question the uh, pr the proof, qu question the motives, question uh, how it stands at the time in relation to other events that were going on and uh, question it against other propaganda and stuff like that. And of course, we don't live in those times. That's why they're attacking now. Uh, the bit shoots and the odysseys, and we'll talk about that story later, the, the big uh, hit piece uh, over on Reuters on uh, bit shoot and odyssey. Rumble was mentioned too, but very briefly, and it was almost like there was a, they, they, they treated them very differently than they do uh, both, both odyssey and bit shoot. Uh, all right, let me see here. Uh, Masix Gorillion over on uh, Entropy Stream says, I think that a good punishment would be to force Fauci uh, to t to tongue Trump's anus on live TV, and then I won't mention the rest because I'd rather not get raided. There we go. Okay, yeah, exactly. You got to be uh, no uh, no Fed posting here in uh, in chat. We wish, uh, of course, Fauci the the very best uh, as he moves on to uh, to greener pastures, where uh, presumably there will be a lot more uh, uh, money, if you can believe that, uh, for for him. Right. All right. So we'll, we'll keep following that and see what happens. But yes, uh, takeaway is massive uh, sh bl shifting the blame, looking at this from a, you know, just objective point of view that all of a sudden all this stuff is bubbling back up again, uh, about COVID again. And, and so many people are walking up away from it or saying I was never part of it. It wasn't me. They're shifting blame. Something's going on here. So something at some point is probably going to be dragged up and hopefully we can actually get some. Uh, people charged and actually criminal. I mean, I, someone like Fauci, he would flee, I mean, in, in a second, right, uh, to another country. He can go to Israel or something like that. All right, so let's talk about this uh, student debt, so-called cancellation, which, of course, it is not. It's not a cancellation. Basically, all you have done is, Biden in this case, uh, shifted the uh, the payments onto someone else and spared it uh, from other people. Uh, President Joe Biden plans to magically wipe away portions of legitimately incurred student loan debt is in a certain way, uh, in a certain ways, a perfect encapsulation of it, his administration's awful policymaking. It provides the wrong incentives, moral, economic and political. It abuses executive power. It spends a fortune, yet still not enough to satisfy his party's progressive base. That's right. I read that this was not, what was it, uh, $10,000 was not uh, enough. And it was still somehow actually a racist thing because the, the person who tweeted this uh, argued that uh, black women still had more in debt than white people did or something. So therefore, it was a, it was like a strictly anti-black policy. And this was like evidence of white supremacy. Uh, but anyway, so he says here, and it does nothing to get to the root of the problem, overpriced higher education, which, of course, is is correct. Uh, try to lessen the uh, the the the. The hype, do no, I, I don't know. I mean, it's like going to college these days and these so-called higher education. I, it's just a waste of money. It doesn't guarantee you any positions or jobs anyway. So at this point, it's actually um, ridiculous. Um, but it is true that, it, yes, of course, it's it's um, overpriced and stuff. And look, you can get at least, you, look, you don't have the diploma at the end of the day or the the, the stamp or, of, of approval from like a you know an Ivy League school or something or some approved government institution or whatever. But people today can learn more and at the end of the day have a better education almost on any subject 
by using the internet and getting access to some of the best teachers in the world, right? It's kind of like, there is kind of like an online curriculum kind of forming already. If you if you know what sources to go to, what uh, teachers out there are making videos and stuff like that, you can learn a lot. At the end of the day, that might not grant you anything, but you will have knowledge. You will be able to do stuff with that. Uh, as long as you can get a chance, you get a shot by somebody, much better to skip all that and, and self-learn, to be honest. Uh, this uh, decision, expected to be announced Wednesday, which happened today, is reportedly to eliminate $10,000 in debt for borrowers who make less than $125,000 and up to $20,000 for Pell Grant recipients. I'm not familiar with that. Biden's been pressured to cancel all student debt. To his credit, he has so far resisted. Wasn't this one of the big promises? Then he said he wouldn't do it. Now he's doing it. People said this is completely just like a, a midterm move to get like, I don't know, the, uh, the Zoomer vote or something. But it will still cost billions. And Biden reportedly is leaving the door open to further cancellation by irresponsibly refusing to restart payments that were paused during the pandemic. Can we just take a moment to look at this uh, and enjoy this picture here? Folks, I think uh, I think if nothing else, this would be like what the, uh, the, the, the lineup to like uh, Stranger Things or something like that. That's kind of what it looks like. I'm not sure what we have. Oh, no. Is that, is, am I covering that up now? A wonderful guy right behind. I got to zoom out a little bit. Then, what what do we have? Is this uh, is this one of the uh, <clears throat> one of the stars in uh, Stranger Things? I'm not sure about this. Maybe that too. And here's uh, Rashida Taliban right there. Uh, look at the signs there too. President Biden cancel student debt, all of it for everyone. <laughs> Basically, I'm gonna look. I'm not a, a favor like a, a huge proponent of these this this circus, this hamster wheel, right? But then at the same time, it is true that um, it will just shift the, the, the payment off to other people. And of course, it will also be shifted onto those who have done right for themselves because they have or like those who've saved money, they paid this off. And the one who like didn't give a shit about it, just not going to get a free pass, right? It, it, it encourages and, and enables irresponsibility. And it's part of this like UBI type of uh, society that we're entering into right now. He says, let's be clear about what's happening here. Working class people will be taxed to fund a benefit for people whose degrees already give them a leg up in the economy. The very families whom middle class Joe says he's worried about struggling with bills at the kitchen table, will subsidize the advanced degrees of lawyers, bankers, and other white-collar professions. Future generations will bear more federal debt because millions in this one were absolved of their obligations. Which I think is correct. And it was a couple of videos here. Check, it, check this out. I saved all my money. My daughter doesn't have any student loans. Am I going to get my money back? Elizabeth Warren says, of course not. So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money and those of us who did the right thing will get screwed. Yes. He's asking, as I said, Elizabeth Warren here about this. I just want to ask one question. My daughter's getting out of school. I saved all my money. She doesn't have any student loans. 
am I going to get my money back? Of course not. So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us that did the right thing get screwed. No, it's not even like that. Of course we did. My buddy had fun, bought a car, went on vacations. I saved my money. He made more than I did. But I worked a double shift, worked extra. My daughter's work sheet is 10. So you're laughing. Yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. We did the right thing, and we get screwed. I appreciate it. That's yeah, it's true. It's, it's true. Irresponsibility is uh, awarded once again, right? What was it Tom Cotton said? American who paid off student loans were never borrowed for school, just took on a 30, 300 billion in new debt thanks to Biden's shameless bribe. Uh, I mean, they're just pissing money away right now. It's like they want this to just hit the ground as hard as possible. In fact, he was asked about this and he just walked away, Biden. What about people who paid their loans, so struggled to pay their loans, and now others don't have to? <laughs> he just walked away. So what he does. No questions. Crazy, huh? Um, so, of course, I, I think there's even uh, mostly, not 100%, but mostly there's, you could uh, weave in a uh, racial component to this as well. Some of this is to defeat white supremacy of like white people making too, you know too much money because it's so uh, it's so advantageous in these times. So uh, it's such a privilege to be white to be officially openly discriminated against. Uh, basically, you you need not apply whitey. That's the era we're living in right now. Um, so, which takes us to the Ukraine circus here because more money is being pushed pushed pushed. I guess poured. That's the word. Poured down the drain. And I mean, they got, they have to be hiding something monumental in, in, in Ukraine. Is it, is Ukraine, was Ukraine slated to be like the, the future, um, base of like the fake alien invasion or something? They're going to be running Project Bluebeam out of, uh, you know, control, uh, you know, <laughs> the control center is going to be in Ukraine or something. Is it just because of these, uh, Biolabs? Is it just because of the corruption that happened during all this time leading up to uh, the invasion by by uh, Russia? What is it? Is it just a big slush fund? Is it a uh, is it is Ukraine the uh, the laundromat for the uh, the elite global criminal class or something? I, I don't know. It's just so bizarre. So U.S. is going to send an additional now three billion as the war hits uh, six months here. The money will fund contracts for drones, weapons, and other experiment equipment. Sorry, equipment that uh, may not see the battlefront for a year or two. Officials said, and in fact, they're saying maybe even up to three years now, which is very bizarre. Which means that uh, well, we kind of suspected that they are going to want to try to draw this out as long as they can just to hurt Russia and to use then uh, Ukraine, use the Ukrainian population. And again, uh, our people lose us and the uh, elitists, uh, they win. No matter what you think of uh, you know Russia versus Ukraine, at the end of the day, you have mostly, not only, but mostly a couple of, couple of uh, European people's uh, brothers going to war with each other, and they're the ones uh, who's going to you know, get the brunt end of this by uh, screwing up their countries and you know, losing out even more. As Russia's war on Ukraine drags on, U.S. security assistance is shifting to a long-term campaign that will likely keep more American military troops in Europe into the future, including imminent plans to announce an additional roughly $3 billion in aid to train and equip Ukrainian forces to fight for years to come, U.S. officials said. 
U.S. officials told the Associated Press that the package is expected to be announced Wednesday, the day the war hits the six-month mark, and Ukraine celebrates its Independence Day. The money will fund contracts for drones, weapons, and other equipment, as I said. Uh, they may not see that battle- battlefront for years. The total aid package, which is being provided under the Ukraine Security Assistance Initiative, could change overnight, but not likely be much. Several officials spoke on conditions of anonymity to discuss the aid before its public release. I have a clip here I want to play you too from one of the, I think it's the Defense Secretary or something like that. Uh, Lycan Warrior over on Entropy says, uh, Berkeley Co-op bans white people from common areas to avoid white violence and presence. What is this? I gotta, let's check that out after the uh, the Ukraine stuff here. Thanks, uh, Lycan. That's uh, more anti-white stuff. Why am I uh, not surprised? All right, so basically check this out. Here's the uh, the Pentagon uh, briefing here on this new $3 billion military aid package for Ukraine. Who's this guy again? I'm not even sure who this guy is. Let's play a little bit here. Um, let me join President Biden and Secretary Austin in underscoring our continued uh, support for the people of Ukraine as we mark their 34, uh, 31st year of independence. Uh, We are now six months into Russia's brutal, premeditated invasion of Ukraine, an act of aggression meant to undermine that independence. Russia's efforts have not succeeded and will not succeed. And as we have made clear at every level of this administration, we are committed to sustained security assistance as Ukraine defends its sovereignty and territorial integrity. We are with Ukraine today and alongside our allies and partners, we will stick with Ukraine over the long haul. In light of this enduring commitment, the Department of Defense has decided to provide an additional $2.98 billion in security assistance to Ukraine under the Ukraine Security Assistance Initiative, or USAI. As you all are aware, this is the largest single security assistance package we have ever provided to support Ukraine. In previous briefings, we've discussed various Presidential Drawdown Authority packages, or PDA packages. It's important to note that USAI is different from Presidential Drawdown because we will be procuring these systems under USAI from the private sector rather than pulling them out of our own stocks, which is what we do with PDA. By its very nature, this USAI package underscores our commitment to supporting Ukraine for the long term, representing a multi-year investment in critical defense capabilities. This package is about building enduring strength for Ukraine as it continues to defend its sovereignty in the face of Russian aggression. Vladimir Putin seems to believe that Russia can win the long game, outlasting the Ukrainians in their will to fight and the international community's will to continue to support Ukraine. This USAI package is a tangible demonstration that this is yet another Russian miscalculation. The the capabilities in this package are tailored to sustain Ukraine's most critical capability needs in the medium to long term, and they include six additional National Advanced Surface-to-Air Missile Systems, or NASAMs, with additional munitions for those NASAMs, up to 245,000 rounds of 155mm artillery ammunition, which is the ammunition used for the NATO standard uh, artillery systems that have been transferred to Ukraine. Up to 65,000 rounds of 120-millimeter mortar ammunition. Up to 24 uh, counter-artillery radars. We're also uh, including in this package Puma Unmanned Aerial Systems, or UAS, and support equipment for Scan Eagle UAS systems. We're including Vampire Counter Unmanned Aerial Systems, Laser-Guided Rocket Systems, 
and a substantial funding package for training, maintenance, and sustainment so that Ukraine can keep the equipment they already have in the fight. And this was the big thing, too. They're like, <clears throat> they're now going to begin to train them for things that they're not, I mean, we're talking two, maybe even three years down the line. Do, do you see what the, what what the, what's happening here and where this is going and how they're planning on using this and that as we always said of course this is Ukraine is the proxy and and boring that there's some as I said some super weird like uh thing that they were uh, super weird but you know something like something super extraordinary that they're running in Ukraine and maybe there's certain things in place and they just cannot give that up or whatever uh, there, there's some other reason, if not that, that, that why they're pouring this much money into it, right? And I don't think it's just about, you know, trying to weaken Russia. There's, there's, there's another dimension to this, which just doesn't make sense. Here's a little bit more. I mean, and again, I mean, just, just the insanity of this at a time like this, right? At a time when basically Americans can't afford to fill up their gas tank. We're heading into like a hyperinflation type scenario here with the economy. And it's just like another billion, another billion, another five billion. And here's a three trillion dollar aid package and a release pa uh, relief package. And now we're going to green the military. We're going to, you know, pull, we're going to save the earth. That's the latest lunatic that P Pelosi talked about. Right. How can you be? What was this she said again? How could the Republicans be against, uh, let's see if I can find that, saving the earth. The, the equivalent was, uh, sa we're saving the earth by forking out billions of dollars, essentially. That's what, it, what she said. And uh, they're saying, they're, oh, Republicans are crazy that they're against this. No, they're basically at least smart enough on the little level that they have of, of the same, uh, you know, people that they have within the Republican Party. Um, seeing through this and seeing that this is just a, basically a big uh, uh, political, uh, you know, operation, essentially. Uh, take all the money, reform everything, and, and bring us closer to that uh, Agenda 2030 vision, right? And that's what these uh, so-called Inflation Reduction Act uh, package was for. Uh, let me see. I can't find that right at the moment. Let me play the rest of this guy here. Um and he's summarizing, I think he said, he's saying here in the clip, there's something north of 13 billion that they use. How much does Israel get again per year? I mean, oh, that's obviously accumulated and it's going to be a lot more than uh, what, uh, is this freezing up here? One second. It's going to be a lot more than what Ukraine has had. But in terms of like short term, immediate, can I not start this now? Okay, I can. Um, short term, it's much more money than even Israel has got. Maybe that's because, again, as I said, there's some Khazarian uh, objective or something in Ukraine. I'm not sure what's going on. Listen to this, though. Individually, um, for Afghanistan and Iraq, I realize that might take some time to, uh, to put in context. Yeah, on the latter question, I think I, my sense is it is historically unusual, uh, whether it's historically unprecedented in its, in its sheer size. I think we're going to have to get back to, back to you on it. It's also it may not be an apples to apples comparison uh, in terms of the types of things. USAI is not equivalent to, you know, uh, foreign military uh, funding, uh, for example. Um, so anyway, let's get back to you on whether it's the biggest of all time. Um, I think the sheer amount of security assistance we've provided through a combination of PDA and uh, USAI is historically unprecedented as far as we can tell because we're now north of $13 billion uh, uh, with this and, you know, uh, $12.9 billion just since the uh, uh, the invasion kicked off on, on February uh, 24th. And the, 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 
the cat how casually they're talking about this too and it's like not even a single single person like screaming while this press conference is at at this guy and just like what the fuck are you doing it's just sheer insanity and also the 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 laziness and the dumbness if that even is a word of the population out there of just like meh meh it's like kind of <laughs> they don't even i mean people get angry or whatever but no one's doing anything against this, right? It's just pissing more money away and ensuring basically that the Clowen-Piven strategy of like ruining the United States, uh, and they're doing this in, in most other countries too. They're doing it certainly in the Eurozone, and we have equivalent there of like we, you know, Germany, France have, are going to have problem heating their homes now come autumn and winter. Uh, and yet, despite that, they're just pouring and pissing incredible amounts of money away. Uh, into the conflict here uh, in in Ukraine. In terms of the relevant, in terms of essentially, does does the package represent some assessment about the end game? I think the shortest answer to that is no. Uh, it's actually agnostic to what the uh, what the you know the end game is. Obviously, it's important for us uh, that uh, that Ukraine uh, survives and endures as a democratic, uh, independent, uh, uh, sovereign country uh, with its territorial integrity uh, intact. It's important to us. Why do they care so much about the territorial integrity of Ukraine when the U.S. is being invaded on the southern border, right? I have a clip on that later, too. Now, there's some hate crime investigation because someone tried to stop some coyotes, right? The human traffickers, human smugglers. Um, I mean, it's pathetic and ridiculous to claim that these people all of a sudden is super concerned with the borders of a country or the sovereignty of a country or that, oh, my God, it's being you know attacked or we have to defend ourselves, right? No, it's worse than that. Now they're even giving away active duty is that what the, the term is there active um, active service um equipment to ukraine four different uh, i think this these are tweets or some of them are dms as well i'm getting word from team guys special forces that they're being forced to turn their carl gustav's 8.4 centimeter recoilless rifle an indispensable piece of equipment to special forces teams to send to Ukraine. That's, by the way, the Carl Gustav is developed uh, by, I think it's Bufosh doing that in Sweden. A an amazing uh, weapon, right? A piece of equipment. The one of the very best, right? This removes a very important out of uh, item out of an operator's kit. Hmm, so that's one guy. Here's another one. Have your Bravos prep your Carl Gustavs for, uh, for turn in. I've fought back on it as long as I can. GRP, CDR, I don't know some of these abbreviations, uh, said tough shit. Uh, Secretary of Defense, is that what it is? SecDef is sending them to Ukraine. Here's a more. Not just uh, security forces, you didn't hear it from me, but HIMAR systems slated for my regiment were sent there along with most of the ammo allotted to the regiment for training this year for both tubes and rockets. We're being played to become defenseless, someone replies. Apparently, it's also happened in the other Marine Corps artillery regiments. And here's another conversation, like how this retarded, uh, this is crazy. Uh, are we just conceding conflicts for the next 10 years? For real, though, that can't be a thing. It doesn't make any sense. Can't be real. Are you fucking shitting me? Word came from B-Team. It's for real. You see where this is going, right? This is insane. It's they want... 
America, they want you to lose. Okay, that's the point. It, it's it's an active destruction, a planned, uh, controlled. Dem- it's not that controlled to be honest. It's fairly chaotic, but it is a demolition nonetheless of the economy, of the military, of the defense system, of the population, of the demographics, of everything, right? Everything is being dismantled. Because why? The time is up. (laughs) It's globalism. That's why I'm like, were they running, like, were they planning on running Operation Blue Beam out of Ukraine or something like that? And now it's like things were set in place, and and because of what Russia did, they just like, we we cannot lose, right? I have this um, uh, geopolitical guy, and at some point, I want to play his, might do a member stream of it, Peter Z- Zihan, I think his name is, some, if I pronounce his last name correct. And um, very mainstream, like, geopoliticist. Is that a word? Uh, he's like uh, um, Mittens Romney, right? He, he recommended his book and like, oh, this guy's great or whatever. And he's, he does this, like, main, mainstream kind of overview of the Russia-Ukraine conflict, but putting it in a perspective of shortages, right? Of what's going to happen to the farming sector and stuff like that. He basically argues that the go- the golden uh, the golden age is over, right? Cheap money and uh, you know good good times is basically coming to a close here. And of course, he can't, from a geopolitical point of view, understand that this is like by design. It's being dismantled, right? But he does talk about demographics and the population squeeze that's coming, not only in the West, by the way. But uh, it's happening in China, it's happening in Japan, there's many other re- uh, regions where this is coming from. But he doesn't understand that this is like a, it's an active, active program to like take us in that direction. But anyway, at some point I'll probably go through his one of his lectures. Very interesting, this is interesting and, and I think spot on things he says there. But it's also interesting as an insight into someone who's kind of in on the inside, right? They're like they're advising uh, Mitt Romney on like, you know, geopolitics and stuff. So it's just super mainstream. But just either how dumb he is or don't understand certain things of why it's happening, or he knows it but just refused to talk about it. Like, this is the plan kind of thing, right? But he was also, like, super vehement about this. Like, we have to, we just, we must win the conflict in Ukraine. There was no other, like, there's no other, if we, it's almost like on par with Israel. It's like that, again, the Pelosi tw- uh, comment of, like, even if, even if America's capital crumbles to the ground, we will still s- support, uh, you know, Tel Aviv and Israel, right? That's what she said uh, in a recent, uh, as a while ago, actually. But it's kind of the same thing. So I'm thinking like, I don't know, Kazaria, what, what, what are they doing in Ukraine? Is, is it a slush fund thing? I, I just can't, I can't figure it out. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's many, many different, I'm not, I, I'm not sure what the one thing is, if there even is a one thing. It's probably multiple things as usual. Uh, all right. So let me check that uh, story that uh, Lycan sent there real quick. I haven't. I didn't see this one before. Berkeley Co-op bans white people from common areas to avoid white violence and presence. That's right. I thought that was the same thing, though. I thought that just being present as a white person is violent. No? Or violence. All the students trying to sign in are asked to declare their race. Yeah, this is, uh, of course, Berkeley, California. The Accommodation House, uh, University of California, Berkeley students, and has rules... um, has rules that specifically ban white people from common spaces in the house. The person of color theme house says many of its members moved to the house to avoid white violence. It also calls for members to avoid bringing parents slash family members that express bigotry. Several people, including Pock, have complained of a ferocious culture in the house that seeks to exclude and belittle 
The accommodation, which is, is there any white people left at these places? The accommodation, which is located close to Berkeley's campus, is a five-story, 30-room home that can house up to 56 students. Okay. Um, an off-campus co-op for students at the University of Ber uh, California, Berkeley, named Person of Color Theme House, has banned white guests from entering common areas of the house. A list house uh, a list of house rules revealed that occupants were told many POC moved here to be able to avoid white violence. We said that while the students' house aimed to have an inclusive environment, the rule specifically states white guests are not allowed in common spaces, according to the list. The accommodation, which is located close to Berkey's campus, blah, blah, blah. The house is owned by a private landlord. Okay, so then, then I guess it's okay, right? That's how they get away with it. But the rules, which were leaked on social media, have caused outrage, good, with many people slamming the re re restrictions as racist. How about anti-white? Because there's, no there's no other racism expressed to anyone else here, right? It's anti-white. It's fine. Uh, as others came forward and revealed their experiences living in the co-op. Again, that's why you don't want to have, don't want to be in these spaces. Why do you need to be there? Why didn't we need to be there? It's got, it's coming down. It's collapsing. Get out. Build up uh, parallel functioning institutions outside of this world. That's that's my recommendation at this point. One mixed race Reddit user who claimed to have lived at the house said that the presence as a light skinned person was not received well. That's right. So if you're mixed. Bad news, they're coming for you too. All right. They they said house members called them slurs. Oh, sh yeah, sure. I'm, yeah. You know all of this is just made up, essentially, right? That's how they do it. And they weren't even, uh, they, they were even not allowed to let my dad enter the house because he's white. Okay, here it is anyway. It's a screenshot. Park house guest rules. Make sure your guest understands our house values and uphold the theme of the house as you're responsible for their behavior. Many POC, can we also then hold other members of other races uh, collectively responsible for their behavior? Yes, no, yes, no. Many POC members moved here to be able to avoid white violence. Guests in common spaces. Okay, white guests are not allowed in common spaces. See into guest chart. Always announce guests in the house chat if they will be in common spaces with you if they are white. That's right, they have, they have to have a pre-warning. Yep. All right. Not surprised. Is there a video or anything of this? A tour? Let me see. White students are seen in the kitchen of the co-op during a tour. Ah, they privated the video. There you go. Okay. I figured it was one video here, but I'm surprised they... Not surprised they did do that. All right. Thank you, Lycan. More insanity. Not surprised whatsoever. Pock house. Pox house. Okay. So we got to talk about this um, major uh, attack here by Reuters. Reuters Special Investigations. SkewTube, new breed of video sites, thrives on misinformation and hate. You know where this is going. And look at the uh, thumbnails that they're using. Your Sticks is on there. Uh, who's a Pete Santilli is on there. I, I recognize a few of these. That's Dan Pongino. I guess they're going after the Ian... Um, Oh, what's his name? Max Egan. I mean, not Ian. Max Egan is part of that, too. A little screenshot at the top there. Um, take a sip here. <clears throat> BitChute and Odyssey serve up conspiracies, racism, and graphic, graphic violence to millions of viewers. Oh, no. <laughs> Shut it down. Taking advantage of big tech disinformation crackdowns and the rise of Trump... The sites reflect a new media universe, where one where COVID-19 is fake, 
Yeah. Russia fights Nazis in Ukraine. I love how they're still pretending that like Azov doesn't exist. Is it as bad as, as Russia says? No, but then this complete denial of like from the West point of view, which is hunting Nazis and every other at every opportunity in the West, or just like nope, doesn't even exist. It's that's uh, it's it's a it's a bold move. Let me put it that. And mass shootings are false flag operations. That's right, because they're never in the history uh, have there been any kind of false flags. So again, a big problem that mainstream video platforms such as YouTube ban and cancel and shut down. People then move to alternative platforms, and of course, that's also bad and dangerous because they're getting a lot of views. And we'll get to, they actually cite a number here, which shows you why they're so concerned with it, right? A day after a mass shooting in Buffalo, New York, last May, the video sharing site BitChute was amplifying a far-right conspiracy theory that the massacre was a so-called false flag operation meant to discredit gun-loving Americans. Like, okay, sure, but wasn't the main objective to show that white people are terrorists and dangerous, I'd say? But okay, all right, I, we'll take we'll take their word for it here, right? And also, how would they amplify? As far as I know, BitChute don't amplify. They actually don't artificially boost content like YouTube does. Don't they just have a kind of one, is it the right term, one-to-one, -one, like, actual trending section? That's that's all they do. If, if a video go, takes off, it ends up on the trending page. I think that's it. As it should be. Three of the top 15 videos on that site that day blamed U.S. federal agents instead of the true culprit, a white supremacist teenager who had vowed to, quote, kill as many blacks as possible before shooting 13 people, killing 10. Other popular videos uploaded by BitChute users falsely claimed COVID-19 vaccines cause cancers that literally eat you <laughs> and spread the debunked claim that Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates caused a global baby formula shortage. So this is just like, you know, cherry picking, nitpicking, or taking, here's a look at this crazy video I found. You can get any kind of crazy conspiracy on, on a bit shoot, on an odyssey, uh, and then you can have very uh, astute uh, analysis and, you know, sane breakdowns. But the, the, the main issue here is that that really isn't a problem. Right, that really isn't a problem. You know, but, oh, just oh, it's a crazy idea. Well, let's ban it, right? No, the idea is at the end of the day, you let these videos be there, and if you can debunk something or prove that it's fake or false, then then that video presumably and that's not always the case. Sometimes we just you know you get it wrong and and a, and a crazy conspiracy t took off, and the ma majority of people believed something or whatever. But usually. If there was an honest, open forum for, you know, debating issues and stuff like that, more or less, I'm not saying that the truth always wins. I'm not, I'm not trying to pretend that either, but I'm saying truth would have a better chance of winning and, 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 and standing at the end of the day. If you if you didn't do the the, the de-boosting or the shadow banning or just outright censorship, right, that would be that's the idea in a way. But since we're up against a force that deceit us, that lies to us, uh, that runs their own gay ops, false flag, and propaganda campaigns, they have to rig the game. Because basically, you will get too much truth out there, and that's going to expose them, and that's going to gain the, win uh, the, the views, and that's a big problem. And so despite them censoring and banning and, and, and trying to silence as many sides as possible, it's still not good enough. 
BitChute has boomed as YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook tighten rules to combat misinformation and hate speech. <laughs> yeah, are you surprised? All the people that were banned went somewhere else. And then they mostly, not all, but mostly took the audience with them. <laughs> and now and now they're getting view hits over there. How do we stop them? <laughs> uh Tootin over on uh, Odyssey says, uh, congrats on the new baby. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Appreciate that. It's very kind of you. Good to see you. Yes, we're very excited. Thank you. It's going to be awesome. All right. Let's continue here. Um... An upstart BitChute rival, Odyssey, has also taken off. Both promote themselves as free speech havens, and they're at the forefront of a fast-growing alternative media system that delivers one one's fringe ideas to millions of people worldwide. Well, it's not that they are accidentally served up with these videos, right? Because they just happen to go there. That's actually how it used to be on YouTube, which is you know, which was, was which was good. It was a good time. But that's over now, and that's basically not happening, and they're banning and censoring everything. But what's remarkable about it is that then these millions of people go out of their way to go to an alternative to listen and hear and watch these ideas. You don't have to agree with everything, obviously, right? But it's the access to it that is important, and that people voluntarily do it because they want to hear the side. And in many regards, that's because that side that they're trying to ban makes more sense than the bullshit and the lies that the mainstream is serving up. Searching the two sites on major news topics plunges viewers into a labyrinth of outlandish conspiracy theories, racist abuse, and graphic violence. I think uh, I think they have terms of service that says if it's like violence or if it's illegal that they will take it down, as far as I understand. Um, I mean, you can call something racist, but the fact is the mainstream media is hurling racist abuse at, at white people at every single turn. And you never see these people complain or whine or shut, uh, try to shut that down. No, that's totally fine. You see, it's only when the tables are turned. And in some cases, it's not even like racist abuse. It's actually just showing like, look, <laughs> they're replacing us. Well, that's racist abuse and crazy conspiracies. As the viewership has surged since 2019, they have cultivated a devoted audience of mostly younger men, according to data from digital intelligence firm SimilarWeb. I always have to bring in some gay third party to tell you what the, what it really is. But it's like, okay, well, good. So you tell me young men want to go and find information that's outside of the mainstream because they no longer believe it? That's excellent. Good stuff. Online misinformation, though usually legal. Yeah, say, oh, so we can't get them on that. Usually legal. Triggers real-world harm. This are just say that it will lead to real-world harm. All the anti-white crime that we're seeing, that's certainly not been generated by mainstream media and never leads to real-world harm. No. I have a couple of examples later for you, too. U.S. election workers have faced a wave of death threats and harassment. Inspired by... That's also a great line. Well, it is. it was inspired by... Person X over here... Uh, did a bad thing, and I think he was inspired by some something that happened over here. Therefore, uh, this guy is guilty. That's uh, that's very pure, pure razor sharp logic as usual. So anyway, they still go on about the fact of the uh, election um, rigging in 2020, and that's a big problem, right? So you have a huge influx again. Think of it, what you will. 
uh, to bit shoot of like the Q kind of mega crowd and stuff. And it's like at the end of the day, I still think it's good that it's like a, wi a wider, bigger audience and they can still get exposed to other videos there and stuff. Overall, it's a net positive. I, on some level, I, maybe I wish these people spent time on some other topics, but it is what it is. You're not going to be able to stop these people. You can just show them the door and hopefully they walk through it, right? But it's not hurting anybody. It's not dangerous or anything like that. This is ridiculous. If if we are to take it at face value that it's dangerous for people to hear ideas, well, then you have to start censoring mainstream media too because they're the ones who are primarily responsible of pushing uh, anti-white ideas, and hence that leads that is what we're seeing leading to violence and terrorism, terrorist attacks on white people, right? But since they don't do that, well, leave our shit alone. So then, it's, uh, they fuel the deadly January six, uh, you know, capital riots. Uh, they get it in it down. Reuters interviewed with a dozen people accused of terrorizing election workers revealed that some had acted on bogus information they found on BitChute. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's. I'm sure that. It's BitChute made me, BitChute made me do it. And almost all had consumed content on sites popular among far, uh, the far right. Okay, good. So here's a little video. Check out this. This is a, a hilarious mishmash of like, and I mean, if you want to, if you want to go to any site to watch like wacky ideas or something mixed in with like some other just normie tier, I don't know, like, I don't know, sports results, which of course is like, you know, factually correct, but like not that exciting, um, at least not from a political point of view. Uh, how about going to, to to YouTube or something like that? But anyway, so here's a here's a super, super cut that Reuters include to show how uh, that basically th this merits the platform being shut down. Just look at this. And of course, the, the customary, customary warning in the front here. This contains offensive language. But basically, in the COVID times we're in, right, the vax, you could get a heart attack uh, by watching this. So just uh, be warned, okay? That's what this leads to now. Welcome, travelers. I'm David Zublik, your host on this excursion to the darkest outposts of the human mind. Is this really... 15 seconds in. Is it really? Is this really the strongest they could find for, for legitimizing BitChute uh, to be banned? All of this, the foundation of all of what's going on in our world right now, we're causing all this consciousness and terrorizing our fellow man and woman because they don't have the knowledge to be able to address this. It comes down to the one thing, the COVID lie. You have to fake a pandemic to bring in your climate change agenda, which basically will turn the entire world into the Soviet Union, and hardly anyone except for the elites will be able to even travel anymore. Uh, that's basically correct. That, that's, I mean, you, could, you can have a, maybe an argument over the terminology or what the political ideology is, but that's basically correct. <laughs> that's, that's basically what we're seeing. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to laugh my balls off. I'm going to laugh my balls off. When some dumb idiot finds out that a four-ton uh, van over here don't give a fuck about climate. So I'm going to laugh my balls off. Satanic ritual. Is it, Again, is that really the... Is that really the... I mean, I know about Salty Cracker, right? But is that really the worst they could find with him? I think it just shows you how lazy they are and how little they actually could find, which is why this so-called super explosive supercut of how we have to ban BitChute is just so boring and kind of mundane and it's like... It's not really, this isn't a juicy, maybe this next guy, we'll see, we'll see what they get into here. Let's, let's see. Jewels and sex magic being performed at college. Shit. Sex magic at colleges. Well, there you have it, folks. Shut down BitChute. 
right now. Look at this crazy man. Magic being performed at colleges and universities all across the United States and Canada. The streets of Pook. <laughs> That's the clip, I guess. That, all right, okay. Are aligned with corpses, corpses of Ukrainian civilians. This is true. Now, the question is, who did it? All indications are that the Buka massacre was perpetrated by the CIA-supported uh, Nazis in the Ukraine, a false flag opportunity, everybody working in concert, and, of course, the CIA mockingbird media piling on uh, to demonize the bad Russian uh, forces out there. Kind of interesting when you have, you know, I don't disagree with that take, but whatever, without <laughs> without going deep into that. I mean, it's some, there's... It's correct that uh, the West, the the anti-fascist, uh, insane liberal West neoliberal progressives are using, you know, Azov as a sledgehammer against Russia. I mean, that's that's true. But it's fascinating that like now you have some boomer going after like Nazis and try to claim that all you know, all of it is not. It's the fascists in the West that are going after um, Russia, right? By by using Nazis. The fact that that is like not an approved opinion. By, by Western mainstream sources, it's like, hmm, can we, uh, what, like, where do you even begin, right? Anyway, here's Sticks in his uh, robe here. The U.S. election's fucked, and it's even more fuckery when all the big tech firms are trying to censor anyone that's talking about the fact that it's fucked. Now that we're not True. on YouTube, I read some of the comments on BitChute. I gotta say, there is, I, you know, you should never say this about your audience. There's a lot of morons on BitChute. Yeah, but it's also a lot of Fed and gay op uh, agitators on on BitChute, and of course that's that would make sense because actually later on in the piece they go and say basically the proof we have to shut down BitChute uh, is because the comments are mean. There's bad people. No, look, no offense to the genuine Spurgs out there, like re the real, actually authentic, like grassroots Spurgs. Look, there's some good people on BitChute too, but obviously this has been like this over the top, like just insane, like. Fed pose are some of these real? Sure, I mean I think so, but like over the top, like spurgery, right? Which is just like it's some it's some gay op, some Fed thing or whatever, right? But that makes sense that they would also create that environment as a way to legitimize the censorship, right? Uh, that's what I think the the, the primary uh, weirdness we see on Bitchute in the comments is that. Then you maybe have a small faction of genuine, genuine weirdos, and and you know. But again, if you're look, if you're grassroots, if you're actually authentic, more or less, I, I unless you're spamming the same shit over and over and over, I like oh, it's okay. You know what I mean? I don't mind it. But it's this, the the Fed gay op shit that they're doing in the comments on Bitchute. That is the real problem. But they're doing that to justify the censorship. But what? people saw and the mind virus that was created to convince them of the, the synagogue of Satan, the globalist agenda to uh, destroy white America and all white European countries. This was all part of their grand war against whitey. Got to get whitey. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's not much I can disagree with there. Maybe some bits, but uh, yeah. So if you think there is a war on, um, on whites, um, Banned. Banned the whole platform. And we have a report on Barack being the grandson of Adolf Hitler. It's all... All right. That, that, <laughs> but you see that... Okay. You're going to get some of these boomers in here. But that's fine. It's not hurting anybody. It's not dangerous. 
he can have some wacky theory about how Obama is like Hitler, you know, Hitlerian or Hitler reincarnate or something like that. And it's like, I disagree with that. I don't think that's what's going on. But what what the fuck does a difference does it make? Let the guy just have his wacky ideas and, you know, show it, you know, make the video debunking his bullshit if you're so concerned with it then. And we have a report on Barack Obama being the grandson of Adolf Hitler. It's all <laughs> in this book. This, it's, it's funny. I mean, it's funny. Let, let it be. It's funny. This book right here is called The Great Reason. This is their plan. It's a you can't talk about Klaus Schwab. That's right. He, he, he wrote a book about what they're planning to do with the World Economic Forum and using the, the, the pandemic, right? Can't, you can't talk about that. Worldwide corporate consorted UN destabilization, collapse of world civilization program called the Great Reset to build back better on our ashes, to destabilize and ban beef and ban chicken and ban cars for the average person. It's all been announced and they're doing it. Yeah, I mean, they're banning the meat. They're going after that. That's the big boogeyman, right? <clears throat> I'm surprised so far they haven't included like some, uh, uh, it's, um, like I'll go like it's the Jews are doing this too. The, the, is there plenty of content like that on Bitchu? You could find some of that include. But again, I think they're they're so lazy. They just cut a few things together. But I guess they're focus. It feels like they're more main. They're they're focusing more on like the mainstream brand of the alternative. Maybe I, I'm not sure what the angle is here, but it's kind of bizarre to be honest. Right, I my uh... yeah. This is a this is a great here. Look at this. This is this is good stuff right at the end here. Right, I sit there and I've had my uh, I've had my rant. I'm going to go for another nice cup of coffee. That was the biggest price. I've had my rant. I'm going to go for a cup of coffee. Uh, he's uh, presumably exposing the climate agenda here or something. IPCC and climate change BS. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, okay. All right. Is this it? This is what you have? All right. Fascinating. Bitch and Odyssey both host hundreds of videos inspired by the QAnon conspiracy theory whose supporters have been arrested for threatening politicians, abducting children, and blocking a bridge near Arizona's Hoover Dam with an armored truck full of guns and ammunition. I've actually, did I miss something here? I haven't heard this one, actually. Uh, but okay, all right, sure. Whatever you say, uh, Reuters. If you, if, you, if you write it, that has to be so. None of this was a gay op or a, or a false flag, of course. Platforms such as BitChute and Odyssey have had a seismic impact on the disinformation landscape, said Joe Ondrak of Logically, a British firm that works with governments and other organizations to reduce the harm of misinformation. The site, he said, has become the first port of call for conspiracists to publish videos. Oy vey, shut it down. Bitchute and Odyssey say they comply with the law by, for example, removing terrorism-related material, and they have rules banning racist content or incitement of violence. At the same time, the companies defend the right of extremists to express themselves on their web on their sites and downplayed the importance of their content. Bitchute's North Star is free speech, which is the cornerstone of a free and democratic society. Bitchute said in a statement to Reuters, Odyssey said that right-wing and conspiracy content didn't define the platform, which it said is focusing on generating science and technology-related videos. Despite the platform's rules, their users routinely publish overt racist videos and post comments that call for violence. There we go. Right there it is. Right there. 
but they couldn't include any examples of this in their little supercat, as far as I heard. I guess it's the guy who said they're going after white people. That's the overt, uh, dangerous, racist content and videos. But, you know, you maybe Reuters is posting those comments to take screenshots and say, look at how violent they are. Uh, Bet you obviously didn't respond to questions about content that appeared to violate the site's guidelines. And then, a hmm, you didn't remove it? Now, then they go through and they kind of talk about, um, they go in and do like a more detail. It's basically the same, like, we know who you are, what your name is, where you live, what you're working with, who your associates are or who your partners are, how we can. Well, it's this kind of threaten docs to make sure that you feel like you do not have uh, a right uh, of, of privacy or, like, or or that you can do this work. I'm talking about the, those behind the bit shoots and odysseys that they have to like feel the pain kind of thing of it, like constantly being threatened and doxxed in the mainstream. And they're bad people. So they're on our lists now, right? They do these exposés of them. Um, it says here, some academics who have researched BitChute and Odyssey say that relaxed content moderation practices results in the site that are dominated by incendiary content that most online publishers routinely reject. Benjamin Horn, a social scientist at the University of Tennessee, Knoxville, and two colleagues reviewed more than four, 440,000 BitChute videos and found that 12% of channels receive more than 85% of the engagement. Almost all of those channels contain far-right conspiracies or extreme hate speech. That's right. So it's just regular hate speech now, and then there's extreme hate speech too. Their report concluded. So of these almost half a million bitchute videos, what they what Reuters included up here was that was the worst they could they could come up with. It doesn't look that bad to me. And even if even if you think it's bad, fuck you. It's First Amendment. You could you have the you have free speech, you have you have right to communicate your ideas. Fuck off. Reuters searches of the site shows that their most popular videos are often full of abusive content and misinformation that grossly restore, distorts news events. That's right. It's not they're not they're not uh, submitted to the mainstream news events. There's no uh, authoritative sources or boosted mainstream sources on the platform. It's very very good. Right here's uh, yeah here's computing forever uh, Dave Cullen right there's some other things we recognize here uh, maybe what is that uh, maybe David Ike uh, video insane gas prices next exit Buffalo shooting false flag here's the the Zelensky thing Zelensky is holding swastikas or something right uh, that's totally not real right um, there's no Azov in Ukraine. <laughs> Again, you can actually do an interesting, like, deep dive into a topic like that, but not that, not that Reuters would, right? Uh, vaccine propaganda, what is that? There's Infowars. You see the, the banner here scrolling. Uh, some pro-Putin stuff or something, right? Fauci, going after Fauci, that's bad. The top bit shoot and Odyssey videos in searches for Buffalo shooting. <clears throat> a search that the massacre never happened. Okay, so how's this harming anybody? You must believe it happened for the... For, for our society to remain a safe and secure place, you must believe that white supremacists are the most dangerous and, and, and absolute uh, threat to our society and our democracy. Otherwise, it's, it's a liability. 
Enemies, foreign and domestic. What's this here? Arizona audit exposes election fraud. Shocking FBI corruption. Is this really the worst I could find? Joe Biden just killed Bitcoin. <laughs> is this what? Is this? Uh, uh, what is this? Is this um, what's his name? Molyneux videos or something? Anyway, all right. Uh, let me see here. Three of the top ten on Odyssey claim that black survivors and witnesses were actors. It's payday in the ghetto, said one commentator. Another video defended the racist theory that motivated the shooter that whites are being replaced by non-whites through migration and population growth. Yeah, that's 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 just at every turn they have to deny this. It's fascinating. You're certainly you're gaining a lot more credibility by by taking this line. But okay, uh, I'm not going to stop you. If enemy is doing a mistake, don't stop them, as I say. Go right ahead. This is uh, this is why, uh, what, probably half of the population don't trust the media at this point. They did it to themselves. They just couldn't stop lying, the bastards. The only purely factual video among BitChute's top 10 results, results attracted a slew of racist comments. Okay, so I, I, I assume that it was something about, like, shitting on white people. I'm just taking a wild guess. Shitting on white people and then someone's on... F you, you, you anti-white piece of shit or something. And that's just a guess. Since they don't since they don't list it or link it, we can't know. We just have to take their word for it. With one viewer describing the shooter as a patriot and his victims as domineers searching for COVID on BitChute, one recently uh, one recent day produced a short film called Plandemic. One what am I reading? Searching for COVID on BitChute. One recent day produced a short film called Plandemic as a top result. Plandemic was banned by YouTube and Facebook for its potentially for its potentially harmful misinformation, including the claim that wearing a face mask literally activates your own virus and makes you sick. Well, the face mask does make you sick. That's the studies on that of all the the bacteria growth and stuff. At least seven of the top ten COVID research uh, search results on Odyssey also contain falsehood. For example, that vaccines contain dangerous nanoparticles or have side effects that are like a nuclear bomb. I like these uh, quotes they take out because then it's like, only that's... Well, it's not a... It's not like a nuclear bomb and therefore that's false. You know, it's like, well, the point is to say this... You could could die, okay? It's it's very bad for you and we don't even know the full extent of, of the damages here because there's no long-term studies. And the studies that we do have kind of don't look that great. So you could argue it's kind of like uh, like a nuclear bomb. That's how many people are going to die, right? You could say. But no, then it's, they do not have any humor. They have to take everything. Every statement is literal. There's no way of like interpreting this or, or applying that to the greater. But what, what do they mean by saying that? I mean, it's just pathetic and pointless to go through and analyze their dumb article at this point. But, you know, just to like have fun with this a little bit. It's a similar story with a widely reported atrocity of the Russia-Ukraine war. Nine out of the top ten searchers, uh, search results on BitChute for Buka massacre theorized that the killing by Russian soldiers of Ukrainian citizens was a hoax intended to escalate U.S. involvement in the war or that it was the work of Ukrainian soldiers, British, Brit- British agents or... Nazis. Yeah, that's Azov didn't have anything to do. Uh, look, I'm not the one who's going to like throw out these terms and stuff right away, but like if you're going to argue that if you're going to bring this into it, I guess Azov as a technicality would be the closest to a so-called national socialist, right? In in any kind of organized form that we have. 
but it's incredible how the, in this then one instance they have to take the counter uh, the counterpoint to this Identical YouTube searches on these topics produced almost all factual reports from established news organizations. Okay, well, good. So that's what they want. Ultimately, it's like they need, if they just push all the same content on these alternative platforms, then we'd leave you alone. This is consistent with YouTube's policy of prioritizing information for what it calls authoritative sources on sensitive topics or events. Yeah, but it's not fucking YouTube. The po why are they fast? Why are they surprised when they ban everybody? The people that were banned goes somewhere else, and then they produce their content there. Why are you know they acting surprised at this? I mean, they're growing on other fronts too, so that's pretty good. Bitshoot and Odyssey are hardly the only sites spreading misinformation. Social media uh, giants such as Facebook and YouTube have also struggled to contain such content, but they have responded with more aggressive moderation policies and practices. And they're going to rumble. They just they very they basically say rumble needs to ban if they still want to be on the Apple and Google Play Store. And then here's the um, rumble uh, who, who's behind that, where the money came from. Then they do the same with BitChute. I think they talk about Ray uh, Ray V V. Uh, Jeremy Kaufman, and they got a number of things wrong. Odyssey tweeted out stuff and said, look, you got you got like half of it wrong. You don't even know what you're talking about. So they're also p very poor in their research and they get everything either, either intentionally wrong or they just like they're, they're too dumb to figure out the real story of it, right? Um, let me read you the, the bit here about the uh, views, right? Because this is what they're upset about. This fuck, this just goes on and on and on. Kill them all. Yeah, someone said kill them all. Uh, all right, uh, chemtrails, that's bad, okay, government secretly spraying toxins from an aircraft, yeah, because there, there's no geoengineering program, we haven't talked about that, no, no, no of course not, CIA, CIA, CIA director um, Brennan certainly didn't talk about um, geoengineering recently, no, no, no that hasn't happened, uh, let me see, let me search for, yeah, then go through Ray and, and Kaufman and just like, oh my god, BitChute's online traffic grew 63% in 2021 over the previous year to 514 million visits, according to SimilarWeb, the digital intelligence firm. For comparison, that's more than double the online audience of MSNBC.com. Fucking excellent. The website of the cable news channel known for left-leaning opinion, opinion hosts. Yes, also anti-white sh shit libs on that channel. That now we're down to the real problem. The real problem is it's getting too many views, and we have to control them. But Bitshoot's funding model appears fragile. In December, interviewing Vehi said that they turned down investors because they refused to compromise on free free speech. Good for him. Someone came in, offered him money to buy it up and change the whole damn thing, and apparently he didn't. Good for him. Now there's been some, of course, censorship issues, of course, with Bitshoot. But look, they're doing what they—they're doing what they can. They're based out of the UK. It's shitty uh, free speech rules there, and to stay legal, he has to do what he has to do. It's just at the end of the day, that's the sad fact of it. They can just basically come in and confiscate the site and take everything and say, "Oh, that's it." So we'll see what happens with the. That's the point of these articles too, is to drum up enough uh, agitation around it. So that either laws will pass or agencies will start taking measures and say, this has to be shut down. This is dangerous misinformation, blah, 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 right? And then they go through Odyssey. They talk about Kaufman and stuff. And again, they have no sense of humor, right? 
Um, they pull out one, look at that, Kaufman promoted his Senate campaign, right? He, right he's part of the Libertarian Party and stuff. He's a, he's a, you know, he has a great sense of humor. He's a wack, kind of wacky guy on some issues, but it's also really good that he's creative. Odyssey, fuck, it's great, you know. He had a bizarre video posted on Twitter in May. He addressed the camera in an ill-fitted crocodile costume and speaks as images flash on the screen of snarling aliens, Godzilla, and President Joe Biden with a forked tongue. I want to become a lizard person, Kaufman says. I would like to rule you. The act appeared to reference the lizard people conspiracy theory, which holds that governing elites are really blood-sucking alien reptiles in human form. They have the, literally no ability to like, okay, he's obviously fucking around. He's making a joke. These are, maybe they are, maybe they're actually lizards, these people. They have no like mammalian uh, or human humanoid like ability to just like look at something and just laugh about it a little bit. Nothing. Uh Anyway, they go through that, you know, they're being sued by the SEC library slash odyssey, right? The cryptocurrency, they go through that. And I think they blow, they blew up the way overvalued the company or something like that, too. It's just a big mess. But these are the kinds of um, uh, hit pieces you're going to begin to see. And again, I mean, it's not all U.S. based, but, at, you know, again, as uh, midterms are approaching and stuff, they're going to try everything they can to try to get these people they are going to intimidate them they're going to put pressure on them they're going to try to get these actors to fold to pressure and begin censoring or take control or to buy it up or get laws passed by governments which you know inflicts uh, or, or the website's uh, jurisdiction is going to be you know it has to change because of the area they're in things like this that's what they're going to do. Here's more on the, the growth. This could be interesting for you to know as well. Odyssey's traffic has grown exponentially like BitChute. It has fed off the turbulence surrounding COVID-19 lockdowns, mass vaccinations, and Trump's false claims about the U.S. election in November 2020. So in other words, all, because of all the shit that you did, or at least that you advocated for with your mainstream media outlet there, Reuters, uh, you helped to create this environment. And now you're surprised that people want to actually get try at least to get to the truth and find some alternatives out there that actually talks about what, what really is going on and why all this is happening. That month, Odyssey visits doubled to about 6 million. According to SimilarWeb, in January 2021, the month Trump supporters stormed the U.S. Capitol, it almost tripled again to 17 million. Good. By August, the total almost doubled again to 33 million. Awesome. And then Odyssey still builds itself as a free bulwark for free speech, blah, blah, blah. But you see the idea. It's growing it's uh, they don't like that. Then they're attacking uh, Eric Stryker by name. They pull him out and say, oh, he's a white supremacist and he's part of the party, uh, the National Party, uh, the Justice Party. In his videos on Odyssey, he praises Hitler, denies the Holocaust happened and argues for policies protecting whites against blacks. How dare how dare you try to argue that white people should be protected against black violence? How dare you? This is clearly racism. And I like the comment here, Chandran, right? He actually the one who was part of revamping libraries. It became Odyssey, I think, or he put some money in. He worked on TikTok previously. They're also hosting RT and Sputnik, by the way, and that was a big problem after the war and stuff, right? But he said this, you want me to, speaking of Eric Stryker here, you want me to delete this person because of what exactly? He hasn't broken any laws, Chandra said. You don't like a channel. Don't watch the channel. It's very simple. 
that's a that's a perfect perfect reply. Um, next to like fuck you, it's 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 the be- one of the best things, right? Um, so it looks good from 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 you know the the big view here. It looks good. These platforms are growing. We have a, a, a good, decent presence on them. And as they continue to ban, uh, you know, people from YouTube, more and more people will come over to these platforms. That puts us, of course, and many other people in a good spot that we have already grown on these networks. As they grow, we'll continue to grow. Uh, it looks like the people behind it, at least for now, are standing their ground. They're not falling to this uh, intimidation and stuff like that. And the fact is they're scared uh, shitless. They, they are terrified that we're still... We're not winning, right? We're not winning the um, the the we're not winning the battle, uh, if you will, on like the on the ground, right? Our borders are still open. We're still being replaced. Migration is out of control. They're attacking us openly. They're perverting society. They're uh, um, trying to turn our kids gay, right, or trans or whatever. But at least in terms of the discussion, right, around many of these topics, we are still gaining overall. Collectively speaking, everyone who's like on, on these alternative platforms are gaining a lot more view views than many of these other mainstream outlets are doing. And they're very upset about that, let's face it. And that's what they're trying to shut down. So that's very positive. It's a ve- it's very positive. Black Philip here says over on Entropy, um, Henrik, a tiny white pill about COVID uh, is I found out that CVS does antibody testing and have done it since last uh, last year. It is a little expensive at $70, but worth having the documentation to shove in Shitlib's faces. I was able to use it to visit a sick relative. Oh, you mean like if there's uh, restrictions still or something? Okay, I see what you're saying. Um, antibody testing. So that does that mean you can just prove that you're not positive? Or does it show that you actually have had it and then you have antibodies? I, oh, antibody. Yeah, so it shows you have antibodies then, I, I would assume. That's good, right? How long does that last, though? That's, I'd be curious about that, too. Hopefully, we're in a period where, like, all that shit will just go away. You know what I mean? But uh, it, it, it's possible. It's still possible to bring it back this autumn. Uh, but that's good to know. Thank you, Black Philip. Appreciate that. Hope you're not having any issues with that. Here's one more. Check this out. Weird um, from AP here. Pre-bunking. Uh Pre-bunking shows promise in fight against misinformation. Just curious that it came out like shortly after this Reuters piece. Soon after the Russian invasion, the hoaxes began. Ukrainian refugees taking jobs, committing crimes, and abusing handouts. Um, who said this? The misinformation spread rapidly online throughout Eastern Europe, but sometimes pushed by Moscow in an effort to destabilize its neighbors. The kind of Swift spread of falsehoods that has been blamed in many countries for increased polarization and an erosion of trust in democratic institutions, journalism, and science. That's right. Not because of anything that the governments did during COVID, not because of anything the government did with replacing us, not the anything that private institutions, banks, the, the neoliberal establishment, the ca- capitalist system has done uh, to push ESGs or... Uh, um, Agenda 2030 ideals, or let's say hospitals or or schools trying to secretly convert your ch- your child to to becoming trans behind your parents' back. I mean, how many examples do they do you want of the media lying, of journalists lying? It's all they, they still have. It's all down to that someone exposes them, and then they call that misinformation and say that's the pro- that's the reason why they don't believe us. 
They still run with that. But countering or stopping misinformation has proven elusive. New findings from university research and Google, however, reveal that one of the most promising responses to misinformation may also be one of the simplest. Okay, let's see what they have. In a paper published Wednesday in the journal Science Advances, the researchers detail how short online videos that teach basic critical thinking skills can make people better able to resist misinformation. I, I'll, I'll go on a limb here prematurely and I'll say that what they claim is teaching basic critical thinking skills is basically just like a, a kind of a hand-to-mouth uh, propaganda effort of saying this this is the, the deal with XYZ, whatever topic it is. That's my assumption here. And I don't th think it's actually about teaching critical thinking. Because if it was, not every time, but many times, our side would, of course, win. The researchers created a series of videos similar to a public service announcement that focused on specific misinformation techniques. Characteristics seen in many common false claims that included emotional charged language. Yeah, because you guys never never do that. Personal attacks. Yeah, you never attack anybody, just like your uh, buddies Reuters did in the previous uh, article there. And it didn't attack Ray, Ray V or uh, Chandran or Kaufman or Eric Stryker or anything like that. No, no, no. No personal attacks or false comparisons between two unrelated items. Yeah, that's uh, they're experts on that shit too. Researchers then gave people a series of claims and found that those who watched the videos were significantly better at distinguishing false information from accurate information. Can you actually show what these things were? Can we get a sample, please? <sighs> that's not teaching critical thinking skills though, is it? It's just saying, oh, if, if a video contains this, it's going to be false. That's what they're. That's not critical thinking. That's a, a, that's attacking a methodology or saying like it's. These are usually the patterns of so-called false information, and and if you spot that, it's going to be false. So you know. Anyway, it, it's basically saying it's l get them to learn to see how conspiracy or even you know truth videos how they are constructed or look or what arguments they usually make it's an approach called pre-bunking so basically they want to pre-indoctrinate you to knowing that these uh, ideas are false to be to begin with so you don't fall into the trap of believing for example that they used covid-19 as a pretext to grab more control of society and begin the reformation that we're now living through with Agenda 2030 and uh, the digital uh, passes and the digital money and the open borders and all that stuff. No, no. Um, the approach called pre-bunking, it builds on years of research into an idea known as inoculation theory that suggests exposing people to how misinformation works using harmless fictional examples can boost their defenses to false claims. So they're not even operating in actual concepts and events or clear examples of, of, of things that actually has happened, but they're using fictional examples, uh, harmless fictional examples, like cartoonish version of reality. If you see something that resembles this, it's going to add. With the fun findings in hand, Google 
Google plans to roll out a series of pre-bunking videos soon in Eastern Europe focused on scapegoating, which can be seen in much of the misinformation about Ukrainian refugees. That focus was chosen by Jigsaw, which is, that was like CIA tied, wasn't it? Jigsaw was like as creepy as shit, that program, was it not? Um, that's my memory of it. We, we talked about it a while back, and I can't remember all the details about it. A division of Google that works to find new ways to address misinformation and extremism. Something with like the people that worked at Jigsaw or something. It was like pure intelligence or CIA connected or something like that. We have spent quite a bit of time and energy studying the problem, said Beth Goldberg, Jigsaw's head of research and one of the authors of the paper. <clears throat> yeah, it's about scapegoating people. Is that what it is? Um, we started thinking, oh no, don't. How can we make the users, the people online, more resilient to misinformation? The two-minute clips then demonstrate how these tactics can show up in headlines or social media posts to make a person believe something that isn't true. What are they linking to here? Conspiracy theorists flocked, flocked to bird flu, spreading falsehoods. Random stuff from May 17th, 2022. Okay, all right. They're surprisingly effective. Subjects who viewed the videos were found to be significantly better at distinguishing false claims from accurate information when tested by the researchers. The same positive results occurred when the experiment was replicated on YouTube where nearly 1 million people viewed the videos. Can we get a, can you can you give us a link so we could see what this is? Researchers are now investigating how long the effects last. <laughs> it's literally like a, they want to inoculate you. They want the equivalent of a COVID-19 mRNA, a permanent DNA change. Uh, and, and, and they hope that it will last indefinitely. We just, if we just give them this piece of information once and install it like that chip in the NPC, you know, like the click, then they will believe us forever. That's what they're looking for. A, a silver bullet to defeat the truthers. Researchers are now investigating how long the effects will last and whether boosters, they're literally using the, the COVID shot terminology, whether booster videos can help sustain the benefit. What the fuck is wrong with these people? Booster videos? Oh my God. Earlier findings have suggested that online games or tutorials that teach critical thinking skills can also improve resiliency to misinformation. But videos which could be could be played alongside online advertisements are likely to reach many more people, said John Rosenbeck at Cambridge University, a Cambridge University professor and one of the authors of the study. The uh, other authors included research at the University of Bristol in the UK and the University of Western Australia. Google's efforts will be one of the largest real-world tests of pre-bunking so far. So look out for the... If you see any of this shit out there, if you know that that's what it is, please send it to me. I'd love to uh, to take a, a dive into what these, how they're doing this, what these topics are. The videos will be released on YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok in Poland and the Czech Republic and Slovakia. So they're going to begin their testing. Again, if you come across any of these videos, send them to us. RedEyesAtProtonMail.com. I want to see what the hell this is. All three countries have accepted a large number of Ukrainian refugees and their citizens could be vulnerable to misinformation about refugees. Has that really been one of the big issues or, or are they talking about 
all the like African refugees that are coming in piggybacking on the Ukraine situation, just like we saw with Syria, right, going into Western Europe and Northern Europe. I suspect that's what's going on, but I could be wrong. As far as I understood it, it was like Poland were like happy to help. Most anyway, were happy to help. Like these are fellow Europeans that were they were help find help find uh, helping them at least temporarily. Fine, helping them temporarily. Uh, Jigsaw CEO Yasmin Green said that the work on pre-bunking is intended to com- complement Google's other efforts to reduce the spread of misinformation. As the scourge of misinformation grows, there's a lot more we can do to provide people with prompts and features that help them stay safe and informed online. While journalists, journalistic fact-checkers can be effective in debunking a particular piece of information or misinformation, they're time and labor intensive. By focusing on characteristics of information in general instead of specific claims, pre-bunking videos can help a person spot false claim on a wider variety of topics. Another method, content moderation by social media companies, can often be inconsistent. While platforms like Facebook and Twitter often remove misinformation that violates their rules, they're also criticized for failing to do more. This is another AP News. Let me see what that is. What are the link up here? Facebook froze as anti-vaccine comments swarmed users. So is this 2021? Is this in... uh, is this in America or is this a different country here? World Health Organization. All right. Anyway, we don't have to go into that. It's just they're they're linking up so f- all the wrong things and not none of the actual meat of the arguments here. Other platforms like Telegram or Gab boast a large hands-off approach to misinformation. So again, that's a big problem. We got to shut that down. Social media content moderation and journalistic fact checks can also run the risk of alienating those who believe the misinformation. No, just tell the truth. It's really simple. Just tell the truth and people, for the, not always, but people for the most part will believe you. Okay. They might also be ignored by people who already distrust legitimate news outlets. Yeah. Why the, Why in the world would people, why in the world would people not trust uh, the media? What is, what, what's wrong with people? I can't believe these, uh, these days uh, we are in right now. I mean, you guys remember, you, you, you've seen it, right? One-third of people, at least in America, I think it's more than that, to be honest. I think it's more. One-third believe media are the enemy of the people. (laughs) That's 2019. I think it's like half now. And again, they've done all of this to themselves. All they would have to do is very simple. Just tell the truth. But they can't, right? So now they have to inoculate us with boosters against misinformation. A word fact-checking, it's the word fact-checking itself has become politicized, Rosenbeck said. Yeah, you did that. Pre-bunking videos, however, don't target specific claims and they make no assertion about what is true or not. Instead, they teach the viewer how false claims work in general. It would be beautiful if this could be like turned against their side somehow. If you can do like the same thing essentially, but use it against them or take the videos that they do and apply it maybe to like mainstream talking points or something. I'm sure you can do that because so far what we've read in the article of how they do something, whatever, is stuff that they do continuously themselves. Whether it's a claim about elections or NASA's moon landings or the latest outbreak of the avian flu. Do they link to that story again? 
Yeah. What is up with that story? The flu virus, uh, the bird flu virus. The transferability makes pre-bunking particularly effective way of confronting misinformation, according to John Cock, a research professor at Australia's Monash University, who has created online games that teach ways to spot misinformation. Online games. Viral thought. Here we go. Here's the. Here's our soy boy in charge. Viral thoughts. Why COVID nineteen conspiracy theories persists. <clears throat> Blue Moon. That's the guy, buddy. That's that's the guy uh, who's who's showing up. Gonna tell you uh, how the world works and uh, what really is true. He's created these. Uh, he's created these online games. Very exciting games uh, that uh, that break down uh, misinformation about how things really work. That's uh, that's that guy. All right, holy smoly. Uh, let me see. We've done we've done enough research to know this can be effective. Cox said, "I think it's Cook, but you know, whatever." What we need now is the resources to deploy this at scale. Okay, so watch out. Watch out, and anything you come across, send me that shit so we can uh, look at that. Uh, Harold says, what is the best way to deal with cringe leftist pagans making normal pagans look bad? Just ignore them. Be, be a better uh, role model. It's just, uh, it's, and uh, and uh, de- debunk them, uh, prove them wrong. As far as I know, it's a very, it's like literally like a handful of people. You don't have large institutionalized, like, religious groups, also through groups or Norse pagan groups or something that's like pushing this. Usually it's the small fringe stuff. Granted, they are sometimes the ones to get exposure in like The Guardian or something like that, right? We talked about one of how they are attacking the AFA or something. But usually those are very minuscule and small. So I would say it's the same advice to Christ, to pro-white Christians. Um, attack the people that make you look bad as opposed to the other side that has nothing to do with that. <laughs> right? It's kind of It's kind of simple. Uh, thank you, Harold. Appreciate that. And and again, you you can be very easily uh, proven and demonstrated that it's not some weird universalist uh, religion like they like some of these dumb people claim. Most of it is a is a new age uh, weirdo. It's not even a religion. It's some weirdo new age cult. And most of it, frankly, just comes from really cringe people that just want to criticize Christianity and they therefore think that they can become like a new age Wiccan and they think that that's like the way to stick it to the Christians. That's usually, in my experience, that's usually what it's down to. But it's literally like a handful of people and it's like at max in terms of organization or wider uh, institutionalization of their ideas, it basically extends to like a couple of Facebook groups. That's basically it. Um, All right. I do a couple of more here. How long have we been going for here? Uh, I think we have to wrap up here soon. Let me do this one. This is kind of funny, actually. Let me see. Oh, let, let's play this clip before we talk about this one here. Uh, Brian Stelter's reliable sources, right? We've talked about that. How it's going off air, right? It's going, uh, it's going out of the out of the picture, out of the window. Thank God. Well, he claimed in his latest show here, and I think that was the last show that went uh, Sunday. Maybe there's one more coming up. I I forget. He claims that schools are using reliable sources to teach uh, students. But this program transcended that. It's a part of journalism school curriculum. 
Teachers across the country and in other countries outside the U.S., teachers use segments from this show all the time in classrooms, in lessons, guiding and teaching the next generation. So that's why we have a bunch of retards in school. And it makes sense, and specifically journalism school. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about this one. This is kind of funny. Remember Ann Leibovitz, right? Or Annie Leibovitz? Isn't she the one who did the... Um, Photos of the crying children, all, all white, by the way. Let me see if that's her. Is that not her? Maybe that was another one. Uh, let me see here. Crying kids. Is that not the one? Maybe maybe it was another one. I thought it was Leibowitz, right? The photographer, the famous photographer. Um, let me see. Crying kids photos. Let me just search for that. I, I, doing that on the fly here. Let's see if I can find that. Crying Kids Photos. Oh, and then I just get a bunch of... Jill... Oh, is that the one? Oh, Jill Greenberg. Okay, well, uh, sorry. I'm sorry. Look at how anti-Semitic I am. I'm, I, was, I mixed up my Jews, folks. I, I, I do apologize for that. Remember these photos? All white, by the way. Slate, stunning portraits of crying children. The, the brought the photographer hate mail. Yeah, how do you think they got them to, uh, to teach them? Yeah, Jill Greenberg... Was it who created portraits of children crying in 2006 to reflect her frustration with the politics of the Bush era? Oh, there's no white right there. Otherwise, it was all white kids, right? As far as I remember, anyway. Okay, Jill Greenberg. All right, so there were a couple of non-whites there, but you get the point. Jill Greenberg. Uh, now, there's another one here, then. A uh, Jewish photographer, Annie Leibovitz, doesn't know how to photograph black women. When will these magazines listen? Here's, I guess, the photo in question. This was a big, uh, big no-no here. Uh, I guess wasn't good enough. Esteemed Vogue photographer Annie Leibovitz is under fire again for her latest portraits of a black woman. Last week, the former Rolling Stone journalist shared her picture, uh, pictures of Ketanji Brown Jackson who made history by becoming the first black woman on the Supreme Court, posting, posing by the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. Here's the tweet right there. However, critics consisting mostly of black women quickly noted how poor the lighting was in the pictures and how it wasn't properly suited for Brown's, Brown's darker skin tone. Is, is that a double? What is it, a Brown's... Dark, her name is Browns, but it's the brown skin tone, the darker brown skin tone. Leibowitz has been critiqued for her past portraits of dark-skinned black women, including her 2020 Vogue cover, images of Simone Biles, as well as her Vanity Fair portraits of Viola Davis and Lupita Nyong'o. You're telling me a racist Jewish woman? Ann Leibowitz doesn't know how to photograph blacks properly? Is that what the, the issue is? Uh, yeah, here it is. Simone Biles deserves better than Annie Leibowitz's bad lighting. So you're telling me black women are upset that their skin is too dark in the pictures? <laughs> Wait a minute, what's happening here? I'm, I'm confused. Okay. Because <clears throat> in one moment, it's the beautiful dark skin, right? Isn't that what they... All right, okay, whatever. Whatever. Uh, Annie Leibovitz and Anna Wintour will one day pay for the crimes they've committed against black women photographed in vogue, uh, some woman says here. Uh, Yvette, Yvette Dion, 
executive editor for Yes Magazine, Quarterly Woods, and saying that oh, she will come, she will be, she's gonna be, she's gonna pay one day. Is that a threat, Yvette? Black women photographed in Vogue. Others chimed in saying, "I'm begging you to light black women better. Her skin tone is not gray. Was it gray?" Well, that's just like filters and shit that they use on. That's like the the mood on the camera, right? Sometimes they overplay overplay the the colors. Sometimes they they sk- s- s- take down the um the hue. What's it called? I'm thinking Photoshop. What what is it called? <laughs> uh, the bright the brightness of the colors, essentially, right? It's a different term. I forget it now. But anyway, um, it's the style of the that's the fi- the filter, like the the profile, the profile of how you what what color profile you're using on the camera. For Christ's sake, the Guardian's Tayo Barrow powerfully asserts that Leibovitz photographs are what happens when blackness is seen through a white gaze incapable of capturing its true beauty and that the black woman can be photographed beautifully in the most natural state without making their features look sad, washed out and completely unnatural. You're telling me telling me this brave Jewish woman here is getting uh, Getting mixed in with all these white supremacists? It wasn't until 2018 when Tyler Mitchell became the first black photographer to shoot the cover of Vogue. The magazine has been around for 130 years. There is a plethora of black talent waiting to be called on to photograph black subjects. So why is Leibowitz constantly being regarded as the default when it's been proven time and time again that they simply can't deliver? Is uh the Roots talking about Jews here, or are they talking about white people, or what are they talking about here exactly? These publications will need to start listening to black women when it comes to how we need to see ourselves represented. All right. There you go. Absolutely fascinating. I guess it's never good enough. All right. I guess we should do... Um, Speaking of that, what did we have here? Check this one out. Did you guys see this? Um, the latest uh, Coca-Cola ad. I think uh, I think we can't can't make it more clear than this, right? In terms of like uh, more obvious in terms of their subliminal programming. Did you guys see this yet? Coca-Cola win or lose, getting together with your A team on game day is what it's all about. Coca-Cola, the real or hashtag real magic. Can you can you tell me what's can you tell me what's what's going on in this picture right here? Is this is this is this really all they have? My god, look at that Coke, everybody. And of course you have the you have the white woman there screaming, right? With him. Am I oh Oh, you're just wanting to see penises everywhere, Henrik. This is Coca-Cola is certainly not known for subliminal advertisement now, is it? Bring your A-team. Whatever matters is that you win or you lose. You win with your A-team or you lose. Look at how he's sucking on that thing, right? He's. Do you see him? He's sucking on the Coca-Cola. See what's happening here? White boy, kind of like, you know, a little, little skinny, right? A little, little thinner. Sitting on the side, they're like flanking the black guy. He's like, he just put himself right in the middle of the situation, right? Didn't he? Uh, ooh, mm, I'm I'm savoring my Coke. This 
this big Coke that I'm, <laughs> you get the idea. This is like, this is what they're doing. I saw this promoted on my Twitter line and I couldn't like, I couldn't, I couldn't help seeing that. Okay. That's how they do it. Literally like, let's sell the cuckle. Remember they had this like, be less white. Remember that whole thing that came out with Coca-Cola? Oh no, sugar water, big sugar water company mad again at white people. Oh, why am I surprised? <sighs> so speaking about that, don't we have, uh, I guess we can show you here the, uh, here we are again, white supremacy, the greatest threat. Check out this here. I guess we're good. Considering the previous article here, we need to listen to, uh, listen to more black women, right? That was the, uh, there was a message here. Uh, Arizona woman wanted for smashing Circle K employees head with a brick. Police. Let's uh, take a look at what happened. I don't think there's any audio on this, but um, there we go. Smack. Down, white woman go. And then they come back for more. Welcome to uh, Arizona, ladies and gentlemen. And then they go on and uh, I assume they take what they need from the store. Uh, more proof that uh, white supremacy, the greatest threat. Am I right? A woman is wanted in Arizona after she was reportedly caught on video. Reportedly, what do you mean? That's pretty straightforward right there. Caught on video, smashing a store employee in the face with a brick and reportedly slamming the worker's head into the floor. Authorities said Monday. The result, assault happened around 2 a.m. August 4th at Circle K gas station uh, in uh, Phoenix. I guess it is. All right. Well, I don't think we need to uh, know too much more about that. That's uh, kind of how it goes sometime. And apparently, we'll look a couple more here, then we'll wrap, wrap up here. Uh, apparently, there was a, uh, <clears throat> a mass shooter, a black woman mass shooter as well. Uh, m mainstream, they're, they're complaining on how uh, we have not been photographed right, but the, these st stories you don't see much wider coverage of. Uh, but if you do see coverage, then it's to emphasize how the system failed this black female mass shooter here. Leftists blame the system for failing black female mass shooter. White supremacy, the greatest threat. Left-wing mass shooting apologists are blaming the system for failing a black woman who immigrated to the U.S., from Africa and shot up a midtown Atlanta condo, killing two and wounding one before fleeing the scene and being apprehended at Atlanta International Airport, hoping to board a flight. Police, including officers wearing tactical gear, arrested Raisa Kenagi at the Hartsfield-Jackson Atlanta International Airport yesterday following a day of mass shooting headlines, leading to instant speculation that a white supremacist had carried out an act of terrorism. Kinangi, an African immigrant, has been charged with two counts of murder, four counts of aggravated assaults, possession of a firearm, and false imprisonment, and was denied bond in her first appearance in front of a magistrate court. A former IT auditing manager at the BDO USA accounting firm, Kinangi is accused of murdering her ex-supervisor, 41-year-old Wesley Freeman, and the property manager of the, of, uh, the Midtown Atlanta condominium, where the mass shooting took place. 60-year-old Michael Shiners. Shiners? Shiners? According to local media reports, Kenange also shot a third man, Mike Horn, who has been hospitalized and is expected to survive. As initial headlines around uh, headlines announced that there had been a mass shooting in Midtown Atlanta, 
Internet leftists rushed to blame the matter on a white supremacist and began rolling out their standard anti-Second Amendment talking points. That all changed, though, when Kenangi was identified as a black woman and a mad rush began to justify her actions. There you go. Blaming abstract strawmen like the system for failing Kenangi leading to the shooting. So see, you can always blame white supremacy at the end of the day. That's what's so amazing about that. That's how, that's how it works. According to Kananga, her motivations behind the shooting were all part of a bizarre conspiracy theory in which she claimed her superiors were stalking her and even breaking into her home, seeking revenge after she alleged, uh, after she alleged corruption within their office. Investigators were unable to substantiate any of her claims, something her apparent supporters are saying is the result of institutional racism. The system failed to listen to Raisa Kenange. Raisa Kenange. So she took the law into her own hands, Twitter user uh, Ambishe Hirengi claimed, conceding that this doesn't mean she's right, but claiming that law enforcement should have done, a, should have done better than treat her case with disregard. That tweet was echoed by many more who have rushed to defend Kenange in the shooting's aftermath. Uh, here it is, the tweet. The system failed to listen to Raisa Kenange, so she took the law into her own hands. Okay. Another Twitter user called for Kanange's alleged mass shooting story to be turned into a Netflix show for entertainment. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and there she is right there. Uh, let me see. The day before Kanange allegedly shot her former manager, she returned to her former office where an unexplained incident took place. At one point, after being asked to leave, Kenanga issued a threat to the building's security officer, eerily foreshadowing the next day's shooting and saying, whatever happens, happens. Okay, so here's the video of that. I guess so they were up there, police were present, and of course they didn't follow up on this, they didn't uh, know what they were dealing with here. Okay. All right, I will take that road and whatever happens, happens. Okay, oh. have a good day. You too. Do you, oh my God, did we just hear what she said? Whatever happens, happens. Could that? I'm just saying, this was posted yesterday. Listen. Listen to her. Nothing further needs to be done. They will call you. They will ask you about all the information that you're asking me, which I cannot answer. All right. Right? And then that that's it. Okay? All right. You determine if it will change or not after they get all the information. Okay? All right. I will take that road and whatever happens, happens. Okay. Have a good day. You too. Road and whatever right. happens happens okay have a good day you too look how the cops roll on her eyes this yep. woman just said whatever happens happens and she says okay fuck if i was a good police officer i'd be like what is that supposed to mean take that road and whatever happens happens okay have a good day you too well look when you're being told that the what biggest threat is white supremacy <clears throat> you know you can why why should you take any other threat serious that's kind of where we're at here in the run-up to the shooting, Kenanga posted several bizarre rants to her LinkedIn profile, and apparently her employment with the BDO USA had ended in her being fired. In the post, she mentions fatal shooting victim Wesley Freeman by name, accusing him of fraud and retaliation while presenting zero evidence. All right, there you go. So that is more proof that uh, white supremacy, ladies and gentlemen, is, the, is our biggest threat that we have to continuously watch out for. All right, uh, I think we're going to wrap up right there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us today. Let me see here. What else do we have? We have Pagan Bear, 110. Let's go, guys. Donate what you can. Thanks for the show. Appreciate it. That's very kind of you. Uh, Rock Against Communism, 
Are you playing? Is it mean rock music or actually a rock like the uh, brick we saw? Uh, say, I made QR code stickers with a link to your 12-minute video on the Great Replacement here on Odyssey. Can I start putting them places, or is that going to draw attention in a way uh, that you guys don't want? No, no. Pl please, uh, please share. Get it out there. If you guys want to share clips or whatever, everyone is free to do it. I, I know you sent that one, two, three, four, five, four times. Rock against communism. I'm not sure if that was the intention, uh, but thank you. Uh, if not, send me a message. Uh, RedEyesAppro.com. I appreciate the support, though, over kind. Um, no, share clips. Uh, it's always good. I see occasionally, you know, people share, you know, they cut up a, a, a short portion or they put it on Twitter and stuff, and that always helps to go around and stuff. So definitely get that out there. Uh, you have permission to to share our stuff or whatever. Uh, the only thing we, we and you can do clips actually from Weekend Warrior and stuff like that too. But the only thing we ask is not like entire shows, especially if they're behind the, the paywall kind of thing, right? But clips and stuff, great, awesome, get it all out there. Uh, that helps us as well. All right, guys, uh, had a little bit more, but those uh, the censorship stories took a little bit longer time. I don't think we had any other. Was there something in the title that we didn't cover? No, I think we actually got to all of that. There was some other stuff. We'll probably do. We'll probably cover that um, Friday. Uh, if nothing else happens, there was a couple of more things. But uh, in the meantime, guys, uh, please join us over at RedEyesMembers.com and check out, again, the latest Weekend Warrior show. Uh, good stuff, as usual, of course. We have a lot of second hours for the shows. We have exclusive videos. Uh, actually, one should be going up here shortly after the members section uh, as well. One Lana did, so that will be go up, going up there. Uh, a couple of ways you can sign up. Subscribeshow.com slash RedEyes. EnterbyStream.live slash TV. Uh, and, by the way, if you're over on uh, Subscribestar... We do have a couple of different uh, tiers, uh, meaning the uh, executive producer tier and the producer tier. just want to say thank you to our executive producers here today. T. Lothrop Stoddard, V. Miller, Resin Revolt, Good Luck Lap, Jake, Red Pill Rundown, and Chalky Milk. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you. Thank you for joining us over there as uh, executive producers. It helps us tremendously. We're trying to get uh, about 20 or so executive producers in order to get on a uh, and have that as a full-time uh, editor, like a, a salary, basically, for an, uh, for an employee. So if you want to help us in that department, uh, definitely check out the executive tier or the uh, producer tier, for that matter, too, uh, over at subscribestar.com uh, slash redice. That definitely helps. We have a couple other ways as well. Uh, if you want to join us over there, we have uh, an e-check option and the Cash App. E-check option is for U.S. audience only. Uh, Cash App, I think, is Britain and U.S.? There might be other countries on there, too, now. I'm not actually sure, sure but uh, we do take... Uh, cryptos as well and we have a mailing address uh, if you want to sign up that way thank you to everyone sending us stuff thank you to uh super chatters today we appreciate you guys uh, always a pleasure being with you so as i said more stuff's coming up we have interviews in the pipeline we have shorter videos uh, and of course you want to tune in friday we have flashback friday as usual it's uh normally at 6 p.m eastern or uh, midnight central european time uh, when we broadcast that let me just check the other sources real quick right there, too. I think we're good. I think we're caught up on everything. Thank you, guys. We'll be back with more soon. Until then, take care. Um, keep fighting, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Remember, our ancestors are always watching. Make sure you make them proud. Do not let them down, which means do the right thing. Be brave and support the people that are out there fighting on the front lines. We'll see you guys later. Take care.
Do you love Red Ice? Want more? Get access to exclusive material by signing up for a Red Ice membership. You'll be able to watch Weekend Warrior, our flagship show, the second hour of interviews, and other special feature videos only for subscribers. Were you a member and we lost you along the way? Renew! We love and appreciate you guys and gals and cannot do this without you. Help us be a sane voice, a lighthouse in the sea of insanity. As times get tougher, as people are searching for answers, they're going to need content like Red Ice. A little of all your support can go a long way. Thank you.